The Critical Hit podcast contains language and subjects that are not appropriate for kids. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Critical Hit, a podcast where we drink beer and talk about everything. I am your host, Red King, and with me always is Crimson Corona Warden. Hello, everyone. What's well, good? And tonight we are trying, um, it is Pineapple Creamsicle by Beer Tree Brew. And we are talking about, we're doing a special episode. Uh-huh. Um, we're talking about Pokemon. We are going to talk about um, a little bit of everything. Um, leading up to the release of the new game. Yes. Yeah, very excited for that. Very excited. Are you guys ready? I am. Ready. We are Critical Hit. This is Pineapple Creamsicle. Cheers, bros. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. I like it. Nope. Oh, come on. Nope. It All does right. not taste like pineapple or creamsicle. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Pineapple, yes. Creamsicle, probably not. Oh, really? It, it just tastes like a pineapple IPA. So I got a hint of cream. I actually don't taste any pineapple. Oh, I what? just have that sad wheat beer flavor. That's crazy. Pineapple is like the first thing for me. Okay, so this is um, pineapple creamsicle. A New England style IPA from Beer Tree Brew. Now this is local to uh, upstate New York. Um, we have three locations now, mm-hmm. and so this is actually a limited edition. It was done in the summer, and uh, for some reason it was back. I saw that it was there, so I had to grab it. Um, That's sad because I feel like this should be good. 7% alcohol by volume, and um, it's a little stronger, a little stronger. Yes, and flavored with, um, it's lactose-free. It's uh, flavored with uh, pineapple and supposed cream-sickle flavor. Like I said, I didn't really get, maybe it's just because I don't drink that much beer. Right. But I've had, like, pineapple vodka or pineapple creamsicle vodka that tasted like... Right. I was drinking a pineapple <laughs> creamsicle. Now, um, this feels like somebody threw yeast and dough in with it, and the pineapple got lost, and there's a hint of cream. <laughs> that yeast dough. <laughs> so um, before we start, a uh, couple things, right? We're going to be um, releasing this episode a little bit ahead of Thursday because we are going on our break, our holiday break. Uh-huh. We do all of our um, likely familial obligated um, <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> reveille and rigmarole. Yes. Ye- yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, that's the first thing. Second thing, get your fucking turkey out of the
freezer. It takes four days to thaw. So get it out. <laughs> and brine that shit, right? Because, you know, make it good. I got a free turkey for my job. Which one? <laughs> The big one. The big one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dropping names. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't asking, but you have a few, so. Yeah, yeah fair enough. No, the big one. <laughs> the big one. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, let's get into Pokemon a well, little bit. I, I like actually rating the beers. That's a four. I forgot about that. It's a four. Hmm. That's tough. Well, because this is not better than uh, Pumpkinhead to me. Mm-mm. That's the best beer I've had on this podcast so far. And that's a five for me. Man, that's that's tough. That's a six. Seven. Okay. All right. Respectable. It's reminding me greatly of summertime, much better weather. It is fucking freezing now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So uh, it's, it's really not bad, but I just don't really like beer. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to change that one way or another. You'll have Stockholm syndrome. With beer. You'll yeah, like, that's what beer drinking is. You just make someone drink it until they like it, but you have not found a beer I've rated above a five. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for you to try nitros, because that's usually the only one. The highest beer I've ever rated was a nitro, and that was a six. And I don't remember the name of it. I think Galaxy sold it, though. Okay. Huh. Okay, okay. So, so Galaxy, we're coming for you. We're <laughs> coming for that brand. <laughs> so... Let's talk a little bit about Pokemon. Uh, it was the first Pokemon was released on the Game Boy in yep. 1996. Yep. Pokemon Red and Blue. No, uh, no, 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 no. It was Japan, Red and Green. Don't start with me, you fucker. Uh, well, you got to remember, they just did their 25 year anniversary in Japan. Green didn't come out until Gen 3 with Leaf Green. Mmm. So I got learned. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so it was created by a one Satoshi Tajiri. Oh, I probably fucking shanked that one. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't Ash's name in Japan Satoshi? Yeah, there you go. Oh, that was, was going to be our next segue. <laughs> so, my bad, my bad, dog. Self insert? He's. Oh, <gasps> he's an OG self-insert. <laughs> and he's really self-depreciating. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because he hasn't got that championship win uh, until, like, this year. Yeah, he got yeah. one. He got Alola, and don't, then he just got talk, this one. We don't, we don't speak about Alola. This was the big Because <laughs> yes. this is a real yeah, yeah. single uh, coconut knocking together out in the... Out in the Whatever. <laughs> out in the whatever. You know, out in that space over there. Uh, <laughs> out in that archipelago over there. Exactly. Archipelago ass motherfuckers. Don't start with me on Alola. <laughs> Don't start with me. He's, he's mad about Alola. You're just um, mad because that's the generation with Incineroar. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And those freaking Polish sausage fingers. <laughs> like one cartoon cone-shaped claw on the yes. end. Yeah. It looks like he got stung by bees. Actually, I was going to say, it looks like he put a bugle on the end of it, and then his fingers swelled up over the bugle. He was also always very stiff-looking. Yeah, Incineroar is supposed to be like a luchador. How Lucha was better. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. He was, yeah. he was always he was just like, arms out. Like, he looked idiotic, and he had a championship belt. You know that motherfucker didn't win championships. <laughs> uh, we 
are looking at a franchise that has sold. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put an asterisk next to it because uh, come tomorrow, uh, those numbers are gonna be much bigger. I mean, shit! I bought my copy already of, so did of I. Uh, Scarlet and Violet. Um, well, you always just put estimates yes. in front of it. Estimate. My switch is broken. <laughs> it is estimated at forty-four million copies. Oops, 440. Uh, 440. Okay, so we so we wrote the same thing. Then. Yes, we did. <laughs> at least the intro. Uh, so we <laughs> bigger than Marvel, bigger than Star Wars. Uh, it is the series. It's it is yeah. literally just about the highest grossing media franchise. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's yeah. not really anything bigger. Yep. Pokemon um, was crazy. I remember. One billion mobile downloads, 20 seasons with over a thousand episodes in its anime. It is huge. <laughs> in 192 countries, which you have to remember, there's only like 200 countries on the planet. So it's like literally just like everywhere. It's yeah. the world. It's the worldwide phenomenon. Because you got to remember, when Pokemon Go first released, that was like the closest we ever got to world peace. Yeah, <laughs> that was like a week of just people not killing each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nobody cared about your political stance or who you were or what you did or what you identify as. Who would you catch? Yeah, right. Who'd what you did you get? Yeah, yeah, what'd, yeah. You get? What'd, you what'd you get? What'd you get? Where's it at? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where, <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get it? What did you get? Uh, help me defend my <laughs> gym. Help me defend my gang territory. Then. Yes. Uh, oh, so, oh, wait so, a minute. So there's a little bit of a duality. It, it, it absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit of a duality. I'll get into it because I, I'm kind of ahead of myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pace myself, right? I'm back to what I was originally going to say. You know how to do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking know how to pace myself. Uh, Shots fired. <laughs> so. We, I, I have currently the top three best-selling Pokemon games because mm. we're talking sales right now. Okay. Can you guess the third highest-selling Pokemon game? Third highest-selling Pokemon game. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire. It's gold and silver. Yeah. Is number three at 24 million. Sword and Shield is number two yeah. at 25 million. The highest selling <laughs> is um, red, blue, green. Yes. Uh, with, that, that just makes sense, though, because remember the 20th anniversary, they announced that, hey, it's on the eShop now. Yeah. So and now you're t- you're counting. Yeah. They double dropped it. <laughs> that sales from the grave. <laughs> yeah. From the grave. Well, so that's the funny part, right? Because straight up, like, out the gate, I'll say Silver slash Soul Silver is my favorite Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. 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 So the lowest selling one was Pokemon Platinum. That's interesting. Um, 7.6 million. Which is what? Gen... Diamond, Pearl, Platinum was Gen 4, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weird because Platinum fixed a lot of the crap that uh, Diamond and Pearl had. Also, how does Platinum relate to Diamond and Pearl? (laughs) Also a good question. Like, why is it Pokemon Crystal was Gen 2 when that should have been Pokemon Platinum because Gold, Silver, Platinum... That's weird. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I'm guessing it's because they focused on Saikun, but 
So yeah. here was the um, here's the thing. Um, red, blue, and green is 31 million in sales. It is ranked the ninth best selling game of all time. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I think Tetris is number one, isn't it? Yes. Five hundred and twenty million. You can't beat that. That's because Tetris um, is on. Pac-Man's in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, no. No. The top what? five is PUBG, seventy-five oh. million. Interesting. Wii Sports, eighty-two million. That's because they bundled it with the Wii. Let's be honest. GTA Five. Of course. That's million. because they they've been re-releasing it since the PlayStation Three. <laughs> yeah. Minecraft at two hundred thirty-eight million. Yeah. And Tetris at 520 million. That's crazy to me. (laughs) You got to remember that just like, so we bitch about GTA and Skyrim being re-released all the time, but Tetris literally gets remade for everything. No, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, I mean, they don't usually charge you $70 for it, so. (laughs) So my favorite, favorite, um, now I have, hmm. I have a favorite Pokemon game, um, and it is actually Pokemon Diamond. Okay. Uh, I will tell you a I'll tell you a highly emotional story, and then we'll move on to actually having fun and continuing with Pokemon <laughs> through Pokemon. Um, right, I put about four hundred hours in Diamond. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had that in Silver. Yep. That was easy to hit in those days. Yeah, it was easy. Yeah. You know, being a kid, there was nothing. There was nothing that you had to do. There was nothing that you right. had to do. Right, no obligations, yeah. nothing like that. So this was last year, you know. Oh, yeah. Had a crazy, crazy type of year. And um, the remakes were released. And um, I, you know, I turn on this, I turn on this game. You know, I was just diving into it. You know, all of a sudden, it's like the second or third area that you end up. Eternal Forest, right? No, it's uh, Lake Verity. Ah. That theme played. And, you know, being an adult, like, I'm not going to be some piece of shit meme moron and say, oh, adulting. No, I was having, like, everybody has real, um hardships and crap in their life that being an adult you just have to bear and you have to deal with it. Yeah. I hit that theme from Lake Verity and I stopped and held that console against my head. The the switch, I held it against my head and my wife watched me bawl my eyes out. <laughs> um, so how's that for you? Fucking, you're an emotionless robot. And you don't like to feel things. I did it. I felt. I did. Good job. Went back in time. Um, and it was great. I didn't finish that game um, because it's, it's it's rough. Yeah. The the remake was really rough. Um, like okay, so that's the thing, right? I never played the original Gen Four, but. From what I've talked about with a couple friends who have, it's a very, very faithful remake up to and including the fact that if you don't take Chimichar as your starter, you better get Ponyta, because otherwise you will not have a fire Pokemon until you get the national decks. (laughs) Or you go into the underground and try and catch like Houndoom like my wife got. Or you do Pokemon Home, which is the... Yeah. That bridge that connects now all of the games together. I think starting day one, 
um, Scarlet and Violet will have Pokemon home support. I don't know. Hmm. Here's, You've been very hush hush on that. Sorry, go ahead. Here, here's my thing. Here's my thing about um, so because I, I very much have a lot of great memories with Pokemon Diamond and Pearl as well. I, I had Pearl version, so that was you know I always get the second one. Um, the problem that I have right <laughs> is that there's certain things that that's a hard game to remake because <laughs> like. It was so, I think for a lot of people, it was so very, like, impactful because that was, like, they they were really, like, trying, like, bigger feeling things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For the DS. Yeah. I yeah. Like, it, it very much was, like, because I remember that. And the reason why I feel like it stuck with me so much is I remember Diamond and Pearl kind of being, like, such a big departure from the standard, standard formula. Like, you had a bunch of other things you could do. You could build bases. You could do the fossil uh, hunting. You could do, like, just all kinds of things that were, like, introduced and still, like, asked for till this day in Pokemon in that game. There are, in the previous three generations, hints of those. Because you have the... The secret base in uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, the the contests where, like, depending on what your Pokemon stats are... The baking stuff. So, coffins. Yeah, so Diamond coffins. and Pearl added on to that and maybe perfected them. Because obviously, even in Gen 1, you pick Kabuto or Omanyte. Yeah. But yeah. you just get more fossil options. Now, here's the thing. If you think about it, like, the, the skeleton of something that is a very, very big addition that they have in uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet right now was kind of predated in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Now, you do remember when you would go in the underground and you could, like, team hunt for fossils. This is this is you as your Pokemon character and somebody else as their Pokemon character running about in this area. Like, real time. Like, a yeah. real-time multiplayer aspect. They're finally doing it. Yeah, which is incredibly four, exciting. Four players, which, I mean, whatever. There's got to be a limit somewhere. I think if it had, if you could take a 10-person group and just raid, <laughs> and just raid route one, and just fuck all you bitches. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. everyone's going apeshit on every bug catcher. It might be a little much. Yeah, we would have a problem. We have a big enough group that would be just yeah. nobody our would be group, in Our group <laughs> deep. I'm on. Like, I'd be like, roll out. This is, yeah. this is the biggest, <clears throat> you know, not, not for nothing, but this is the biggest, this is the most people I've concurrently played Pokemon with. And yeah. as an adult, that's, you know, it's one of those things you don't fucking dream of as a kid. Right. Yeah. You have that many. Because you, even as a kid, you'll have one or two people. Who well, are gonna, yeah, because I had. One or two friends. Or I had. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. it was Christmas 98, I think. Mm-hmm. We got, I got a green, that lime green Game Boy Color. Let's go. My oldest brother got the blue one. My middle brother got the pink one. Yes. I got red version. My oldest brother got blue. Middle sibling got yellow. Ah, uh, okay. That's kind of swinging above your weight class at, to be <laughs> running with somebody who has the modified version. Yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of rough. <laughs> it was 98 or 99. It I must never have never remember. Okay. So, uh, I think I wear glasses because, I, because of Pokemon Fire Red. 
<laughs> Game Boy Advance. You because you remember that was the original Game yeah. Boy Advance. And sitting in bed, was not allowed to play um, video games in bed. I played video games in bed with a shitty ass light. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you remember? It wasn't back. It wasn't backlit. Yeah. No, it wasn't until the SP that they had backlight. Like, and it's crazy to think about that because, like, something that we just take for granted on every screen we have. That you now, pick up, yeah, yeah, you pick up a screen, yeah. you're gonna be able to see that bitch. Yeah. And it's like no, back so then. The thing, no, right? no. That Game Boy Color. We had the big charger packs that you could plug in, and yeah. then you put it in the back, and it would replace your batteries. Yeah. Because my dad got tired of buying batteries, so <laughs> each of us got. Got one of those. Yes. We'd slap them in there. Then we also got that stupid light attachment so we could play oh in the my car. Goodness. So your Game Boy, your Game Boy Color then becomes this weird. <laughs> right. It's super long. So many protrusions. Yeah. Yes. It's a Frankenstein monster of the machine. Shit. It was so psychotic. It was right. It was modular. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard to believe that those things even caught on. Yeah. With how much crap you had to do with them. Yeah. Well, okay. So and imagine being a parent because like, you know, so my five-year-old, he wants a switch. I'm yeah. Like, That's insane. They t- they cost so much money. Um, so I just let him play mine and like fuck it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I could only imagine because you know money was different back then. It obviously was worth different amounts, but it was still it had to have been the same basic baseline. Right. You sit there and you want to buy your kid a Game Boy, and you also. Gotta, uh, you gotta change how everything else works because the batteries fucking suck. You gotta change out the batteries. The, the got no backlight. You gotta get the backlight for it. It's like the the list of accessories when you were first buying a console. Well, so it that. wasn't yeah. an immediate thing. It was one of those things I, where yeah. we were going through batteries so much that my dad was like, "What the fuck? I'm yeah. not spending eighty dollars like a week on batteries. <laughs> this charger's twenty dollars. Here's three of them. Leave me the fuck alone." <laughs> And that really is crazy, man, because I like I remember, you know, first getting the the light for my Game Boy Advance. Yeah. It was like that was crazy to me because it's like it was legitimately just like Yeah, I had the Game Boy Color one. Yeah, hooked on right onto the top, the thing shot up over and over the screen and yep. just shot a light on it. It was just like ah. And it was the ugliest. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. It, it was it was like a little tiny I guess it wasn't LED. No, it was it was incandescent. Yeah, oh my. Yeah, no, that. I, wow, I remember that. The absolute maybe fluorescent if you were lucky, yeah. but no, that was like that shitty yellowish orange bulb. Yeah. And it and it would just like and it would run hot. It would, yeah, it would run hot. It would get in the way of your actual viewing of the screen. You had to point it. Mm-hmm. So that it would, oh my gosh. We could I be, don't know. The one for the Game Boy Color wasn't that bad because you could just turn it. It was flexible. Yeah. 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 I don't remember ever getting a flexible one for my. It's advance. funny because there was definitely flexible ones out. I do remember that. But I do also remember that the standard one you get is like, like when you go to the store and you don't have that much money to spend on accessories, it's like, I need to get a light. That's all I need is a light. Instead of sitting under the covers with your like neck crooked holding a fucking flashlight so you could play. Yeah. I, so we had those as seen on TV stick up lights. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was the kids version. It had a smiley face. Right. And that bitch projected yellow orange light. Uh, so, uh, and yeah, you, like it was stuck up on the wall and you, Hit the button, you slap the button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so swift. So like, 
if the parents were walking walking by the door, you would slap the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're being slick, but you really think they didn't hear you hit the wall? Just like, <laughs> like full arm. Tell me you're, you don't hear your kids when they're in bed, but then they're like, Psh, <laughs> Lights off. Yeah, like it's so weird. <laughs> now all of a sudden, my this whole I expected this episode to go a really different way, but now I'm just talking about how I was a kid, and now I have kids, and they be trying to pull slick shit. They be fucking slick. So let's try to get back on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you weren't slick either. <laughs> I'm gonna get back on. I'm gonna get back on subject. Uh, so in my in my travels. I went ahead and I found, supposedly, this was like tens of thousands of votes or whatever, um, and this is an official poll for the top 10 favorite Pokemon. Okay, okay. And it, then what? We'll run our lists or something? I'm going to go for it. Okay. Okay. So here's my thing. I broke it up into non-legendary and legendary slash mythic. You're psychotic. I just took, I went through every dex. So did I. And I picked 10. Okay. I I don't know. 10. Okay. So here's the thing. If we're going to do it that way, it just modifies my list by like two. Wow. Hmm. (laughs) So here's the thing. I was looking through it and I don't like as many of the legendaries and mythics as I remember. I thought. No, I I hate every single one. No, I like, I like a few of them. Uh, I'm I'm pulling from like deep deep because uh, I'll be honest. Since what? Since really the 3ds, I really haven't been playing Pokemon. Like, yeah, I, so did you play X and Y or was uh, Black Two? Uh, wait his two. re-entry is going to be Scarlet. Yeah, Scarlet, he Violet. stopped. Well, Violet. At, he stopped before Sun and Moon. Yeah, I I didn't so did I didn't play this, X and Y. I didn't play through X and Y. I started X and Y and then stopped immediately. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Did you do the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? No. I got it. <laughs> I just never. I never okay. played. <laughs> so here are the here here are the top ten fan favorites. Apparently, this is an official poll. We're starting from ten. From ten. Yep. Making our way down to one. Charizard. Number ten <laughs> is Gengar. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Surprising. Surprising. Not really. Gengar is kind of a cool Pokemon. Right? We're well, gonna push this whole list. And I, it's it's a little crazy. Okay. It's a little crazy where it goes. Um, number nine, Gardevoir. Huh. Okay. 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 Kind of makes sense. I I got problems with that. <laughs> uh, I I don't personally prefer. No, I, I I got problems with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eight, Rayquaza. Interesting. Rayquaza. Long Dragon? Number seven. Shenlong, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number seven. Or Zulong, Mom. And this is, um, I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't think it should make top ten. I don't think it should be top hundred. I think it should die. Garchomp. Really? What? That's a hot take. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I have always despised Garchomp in the meta. There was a time... When your boy went online and played Pokemon on the 3DS. And that was all you got was Garchomp enemies. Yeah, these people who were just... I hate that. No, I had a friend who he plays, like, in tournaments for money. And his team was always Tyranitar with Sandstream and then various uh, rock Pokemon. And it was annoying because the only way to really counter it is with something like Swampert. 
because then you have water advantage and you're not worried about sandstorm. Mm -hmm. The number six, Sylveon. Okay. Hmm. I got... I've got I've got no strong feelings positive. I'm not. Yeah, I I'm surprised it's in the top ten. I'm not. So the thing is, is that when they added fairy type, fairy type immediately became a very popular type. So no, it got so because it it was how you stop dragons in the meta. Besides dragons, yeah, yeah. So and you know, huh? So actually, I don't. I don't. I'm not massively a fan of Sylveon. I get it. I don't, so that's it, right? I don't necessarily like or dislike Sylveon. It's a cool evolution. It's unique, right? Each evolution is unique. Is it my favorite? By me, all, any means, no. Sylveon's probably towards the bottom for me. That, well, that's what I was saying is when you had, you know, you have your Flareons, your Jolteons. Okay, but Umbreon, think, Aspion, you're, you're such, you're in that old school mindset. If you take... Uh-huh. <laughs> This poll's also well, going like, to account for some of the meta. A lot of these are very meta-heavy Pokemon, right? Gengar's very strong. Gardevoir's very strong. Garchomp is very strong. I would take Leafeon or Glaceon over... over. I, I, um, I, 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 I actually like Glaceon, design-wise. I feel like Glaceon... Umbreon is number five. Really? That's I, I knew Umbreon cool. was going to be in there. <laughs> I knew Umbreon was Umbreon is my... That's my favorite evolution. Okay. From Gen 2, I've always pretty much had an Umbreon in my party. Mm. So after this... So that was five, right? Yeah. The next two slots are kind of weird. Okay. Number four is Charizard. Interesting. Okay. I dig it. I like Charizard. Well, yeah, Charizard is kind of... So that's the thing, right? Charizard is like stylistically probably one of the favorite starters, but of the Gen 1 starters, they didn't really become competitive until Gen 6 when they introduced... Mega Evolutions. Ooh, Mega Evolution. You know Both Mega Evolutions charts are... Venusaur. Mm-hmm. Venusaur, I love Venusaur. Okay, That's number three. You guys ready? Strapping, it's weird. Mimikyu. What? No, that that kind of nope. makes sense, right? Nope. <laughs> no. So... <laughs> Mimikyu? Japan always... Pikachu's one. There's no two ways about it. Pikachu's number one. There's no two ways. No. What? I know nothing about Pokemon. <laughs> well, I mean, if so, this is, I mean, a poll of a select group of people, right? But that's the thing is, is that it's a pretty, they said it was a pretty large poll. Well, yeah, I mean, and it is official. So this is, it's th- a Nintendo run th- poll. This is, this is the thing that's very weird to me. Cause like CBR will do it or like any, um, screen rant. Does, right, right, right. Yeah. Like they do. They do a lot of stuff. They do yeah, a lot of clickbaity things that I always fall for and then get mad at. And yeah, I'm like, like, why did I click on this? Yeah. Like, I, like I haven't learned and I'll never learn. Um, well, cause sometimes it's like they have actually pretty good ones and you're like, yeah, that was okay to read. Okay. Okay. And then you read the next one and you're like, shit. <laughs> Number two is Lucario. Yeah. That's not surprised. So meta viability. Yeah. Is huge in this list. And that's what actually surprised me the most about how they how this list formed up is that it wasn't it wasn't based off of oh my gosh this is so cool it was like fucking hardcore um meta heavy Mimikyu is very meta heavy just because you can generally get that free hit in to get swords dance up and then you launch like shadow claw or play rough or something yeah and 
This is a very meta-heavy list. Honestly, the only one that's not is Charizard. Well, I mean, Uh, depends on the generation, right? It's vaguely meta, but Rayquaza is most of the time... Banned. Yeah, because... Because it's a legendary. You can't run legendaries. So I think that was the only one that made the list because it was cool. The rest of them are heavy. Uh, Number one. Number one. Greninja. Ugh. Eh. Greninja was so fucking stupid hard in the meta, though. Yeah, but I don't really like like Greninja's look. Here's the thing about it's Greninja. Not, it was not my starter for Gen 6. I, I'm going to throw this out there. I think this might be a hot take. I'm not sure. I think that that one actually uh, is on there because of fanfare. And here's why. Because in Pokemon X and Y, the anime, <laughs> um, that was one of the most hardcore and serious iterations of Ash Ketchum there has ever been in the anime. Yeah. Yeah. He went um, He went in. He he was a real pro trainer. He was an actual point. trainer. Yeah. And, and he, didn't he, get that, he didn't get that championship win, but you're right. But he, he Yeah, he, but he made it farther than he did because in Gen 1, Lorelei kicked his ass. Which made no damn sense. He yeah, had a thunder Pokemon against ice and shit, and Charizard gonna beat her old fucking party. I'm sorry, I'm getting mad at Ash. <laughs> but uh, his Greninja has essentially been like a staple in multiple different series to the point where you could see cameos. You can yeah. see like like I Ash's mean, Greninja did, is a thing. Did you see that party that he had in that last championship though? That was a real like fucking Pokemon party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Surfish. <laughs> so I've got who wants to take their first who wants to take the first whack at this top ten bullshit? Well, so why don't we go around the table and do ten then? Yeah, nine. so we okay, so yeah, so we just do an each. Number okay. ten. You ready? Okay, who's yours? Cloyster. Interesting. Was not expecting the vagina. Oh, okay. come on. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, I, I, all right, all right. Number 10. Number 10. Embor. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yep. <laughs> Lucario. <laughs> I, so that's where we're going with this. Number 9. Torterra. Okay, okay, okay. Number nine for me would probably be... Uh, I, I don't want to... The, the, the semi or semi uh, line. Oh, shit. Would probably be my number nine. <laughs> That's wild. You're going to hate mine, Gardevoir. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> go find yourself. <laughs> you can swear on the podcast. Go okay. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> number eight. Toxic Rogue. Okay, yeah, I knew that was going to okay. be somewhere on your list. Yes. Impressive, impressive. Okay, number eight for me would probably have to be uh, <sighs> Weezing. Interesting, okay. Mm-hmm. Venusaur. Mm. Okay, that's a good Your one. list is so fucking meta, though. <laughs> Not really, it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> okay, number seven, Polyrath. Okay. They Ooh. so I it made me so fucking mad when they when they had Politoed oh, <laughs> as a King's Rock evolution. Yeah, Are they you fucking stupid. They really they really mess up. <laughs> they really mess up. You're gonna change Poly you're gonna change Polyworld 
into polytoed and they spelt it stupid. Wasn't it T-O-E-D? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was idiotic. Uh, so bad. Sorry, I was seven. Typlosion. Very good. Yeah. Actually, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typlosion. Metagross. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Still still pretty meta. Yeah, my list wasn't supposed to be that meta, but I, <laughs> this is literally like just based on what I find cool yes. or what okay. I like. Number six, Scolipede. Really? Ooh. Yeah, my dude. Okay. That's okay. interesting. That's a good one. Okay. Um, number six for me would probably have to be uh, Kingler. Okay. Okay. Righteous. Delphox. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Dude. Gen 6, so you have to remember, the only way I actually played Gen 3 was on an emulator. So after Gen 2, I didn't actually own a Pokemon game until I bought a DS because a friend of mine had picked up an extra one because somebody forgot it at work and like it was there for like a month. And he's like, hey, I'm taking this. Fuck you. But I bought Y and I thought Fennekin was the coolest of those starters. Okay. Okay, okay, fair enough. Number five, Exploud. Okay, that's a, that's actually, that's, that's interesting. Okay, so. <laughs> Are you about to cop as number five? No, this is actually mine. My number five is Vigoroth. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The slacking was going to make my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Decidueye. So he's broken out of the meta, but he has gotten into the edgy. <laughs> okay, no, but he's, he's, I also like his Sweean Decidueye yes. with the sweet, like, fucking Ronin look. Okay, yeah. That's pretty cool. Number Dang, f- man, the pressure getting in the... <laughs> yeah, we're, we've broken number five. We're in number four, Magmortar. I knew you were going to put Magmortar on okay. this list. Yep. <laughs> I fucking hate Magmortar. So... Uh, we'll, we'll cover why in a minute. He's got hand cannons. Um, my number four would probably have to be Scyther. Yeah, okay. See, Scyther almost made my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Umbreon. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> my top three is probably going to surprise you because it actually surprised me. My top three is going to surprise nobody. Um... So number three, this is the this is the this is the podium. Nido King. Okay, Nido King is a good one though. Yeah. To be fair, that's a good one. Nah, you know what was fun was teaching Nido King like Ice Beam and Thunderbolt just because it's such a, off. he was such a troll. Mm. Good, good, good. I really like it. Um, my number three would probably have to be Alakazam. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Dragapult. I know nothing of Dragon Ball. No, that's the uh, that's a one. That's it, the it, stealth it, bomber that shoots its own children. Yes, at mock speeds. Okay, that's so incredible. That that's one of the ones that surprised me because I was looking at this and I was like, really, two from Gen Eight made my top three. That's a little shocking. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to educate me on the Gen Eight. <laughs> Septile is my number two. Okay, okay. Septile. Okay. His mega evolution was. Fucking beastly. This is, this I is, miss Mega Evolution so bad. This is where it gets... Uh, it I gets paid scary. money to get Mega Evolution. Mega Evolution was honestly, in my opinion, one of the best new 
things at the end. Yeah. Like Gigantamax missed me with that. That was trash. Mm. Trash. Trash. Mm. <laughs> trash. So the coolest part about that was the fact that you could get friends together and do four people on a raid. See, I'm I'm down with that idea. It's just like giant version of and one of the coolest, like when, when you do Gigantamax during uh well, so gym battles. The theme is cool, and then you have to remember that there's Dynamax and Gigantamax. They are separate things. Dynamax. Dynamax is when they just get larger. Gigantamax Pokemon actually change form. Oh, that is true. Yeah, okay. What's your number two? So my number two. This is going to be tough because this is actually kind of scary. All right, so because there's a lot of pressure on this one. My number two, Infernape. Interesting. Infernape. Okay. Just the design of Infernape was a very, like, pleasant thing. And also, I mean... Pokemon Battle Revolution was a thing, and <laughs> I do re- I I do remember my first and only experience with actual competitive Pokemon was in a Pokemon Battle Revolution tournament, and I indeed had an Infernape. Yeah, we we played competitive. I I I was literally Not fucking shit on. No, I was om- <laughs> I almost no, 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 no. won. You were semifinals. Yeah, I was semifinals in that. Okay. <laughs> I got knocked out basically prelims. Yeah. But this dude with his switch out game, man, he woo. Oh, he had yeah, that baton pass. Yeah, yeah, he you was, actually. Yeah, you went full. You went when almost. The fuck did I say it like that? It's baton pass. <laughs> What's your uh, Arcanine? Okay, that's a solid pick. That's you can't you can't even hate. I that. can't stop people from liking Arcanine. So <laughs> it's a big fluffy dog that can light shit on fire if it pisses you off. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, get out of here with that. <laughs> uh, number one. Okay. Here we go. Tyranitar. That's a good pick. I That's a good pick. Tyranitar is good. I've got a fully trained, perfect EV, IV, blah, 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 Tyranitar yeah. that I cannot wait to put in the new game. Fair enough. <laughs> I hope he has a Terra type when I put him over. Here we go. <laughs> Drum roll. Oh, isn't he potentially going to have like a ghost Terra type? Ooh, I think so I saw that in the video. Anyway, sorry. Ooh, um, drum roll, please. Um, my number one surprising nobody is um, Venusaur. Okay. Yeah, okay. I can dig it. I can so, dig it. Yep. So between the mega evolution, between everything. Just well, so that's the thing, right? The very first playthrough I did of Red way back in the day, Bulbasaur was the one I picked first. So Bulbasaur's evolutions will always hold a special place for me because that was my first Starter. Actually, same here because I my very first experience with anything Pokemon was Leaf Green. Yeah. Um, after I saw that um, Red King got Fire Red. Right, right, right. I got Leaf Green and I'm like Bulbasaur. <laughs> I, I got the Charizard because I'm fucking edgy. What's your number one? Corviknight. That's a that big. was really surprising. <laughs> it's a bit of a deep. Cut. That was surprising to me too. But that's the thing, right? So I made an original list that included legendaries on it, and then I'm like, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I redid it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, am I really going to put Corviknight at number one? And you know what? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I Corviknight was such a cool fucking design to me. There's, okay, yeah. I think out of all the birds, it, it's it was it does rank really high as far as how cool the design is. There's also the fact that since Gen 6, I have had a personal vendetta against the fairy typing. 
and Corviknight was one of the first really kick-ass fucking steel types to me. Yes. And you can build a bulky-ass Corviknight that just laughs. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, because, well, I'm trying to think of other steel types. Well, Metagross yeah. is one, but... Oh, Scizor is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Scizor is kind of nice. I like that one. Um, I will have to say honorable mention, though, Surfetched. Surfetched, cool as fuck. Cool as fuck. Yeah, we can yeah. all... Re- re- really fucking Surfetched. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've got... I actually put together other top lists. What did and you... And I'm just gonna... Now I'm gonna I'm gonna run through my the top in my opinion top three rivals. Oh. Okay. 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 And I think I'm about to really catch some. Hop is number one. No, I I I could see that I could rank Hop high up there. Yes. So he's from Sword and Shield. Crimson. I see the look of confusion on your face. Yeah, I have. No he's idea. from Sword and Shield, and he is the little brother. Of the uh, champion. Of the champion. And, and he, like, his story arc is actually amazing. Oh, like, he's the blue-haired, bluish-haired one. Yeah. yeah. He, no, Hop has brown hair. No, he's got black hair. No, oh, no, because he looks like his brother, though. But yeah. Leon has purple hair. Yeah. That's what, I thought he also had purple hair or something like that. Um, I, thought, I feel like I've seen him in passing. He's got a blue coat. Yes. Yeah, 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 I've seen him. So Hop is actually like a really good Pokemon character. Like yeah. he's actually really cool. And the like so they actually took a lot of care when they when they I mean it's one of the most um highly produced um Pokemon games that they have. They have the ability for trainers to have different animations when they when they battle. And there was when you first see him he tries to copy his brother. So yes. his animation is a little bit of a different version of all of... How come I can't remember his name? Leon. Leon's uh, battle animations. And then he starts to get, like, he's got these edgy, angry animations. And then when, you know, like, in the end game, he actually gets his own animations. Yeah. So it's... he's got three different animations and three different um, mannerisms as he as you get through the game with him. There's a lot of people who don't like Hop. I fucking love Hop. Favorite, absolute favorite. Number two is Sharon. Sharon. What's his name? Uh, from Black and White. Uh, uh, Black I've and White. never played Gen 5. That's he the is only Ryu Ishida of Pokemon. Oh, f- yeah. yeah. The intensity that. So he's a very intense character. And um, he's very, like, moody and. Uh, He's he's Uryu, dude. Right. And in Black and White to the sequel, he becomes a gym leader. Right. So all of his crazy grind pays off. Yeah. But he chills all the way out. That's funny. That's kind of a really yeah. good character. So he goes from being <laughs> Uryu to Ryuken. Yes. Um, now, number three is Hugh, once, once again from the Black and White series. Um, Yo, so they got to redo... Gen 5. It's the only one I haven't played at this point. And everything I've heard is, is Gen 5 is like fucking superb. It is really superb. Mm-hmm. They got really heavy story elements. They have really good characters. They have one of the... So all of the characters in Pokemon, they're obviously young, but um, the main characters of Black and White are the oldest mm-hmm. uh, characters. And they, they, it gives them a little bit more license to make them a little bit more... Uh, complex in right. the character. Yeah. Hugh 
he was re- like uh, he was searching for his sister's lost purloin, the the cat Pokemon of that mm-hmm. game. Team Plasma had stolen it, and he was vengeful and angry, and um, so also as a side piece, an amazing little Easter egg. They did an anime trailer mm-hmm. for Black and White. And they voiced Hugh, the the voice actor for Hugh Mm -hmm. was Sean Schemmel, motherfucking Goku. Yeah. And he literally said in the trailer, I'm about to unleash my rage. And he did it. I forgot about Goku voice. That's hilarious. That's fucking amazing. There's also a list of worst, the top three worst. Number three is Avery from Sword and Shield. That psychic guy. Oh fuck! With the big top hat. Yeah. And the floaty pokeballs. And yeah, the I was shorts. very unhappy that he was my rival. And, and the, the weirdly thick thighs. I was oh. looking at <laughs> a dude's thighs. It, I thought it was a chick when I first seen him. <laughs> no, I knew Avery was a dude. That's funny. I thought it was like one of those flat chicks. <sighs> Avery is like ugh, fucking terrible. Avery is also the, the opposite one. I forget her name. The so I think Sword got the better rival the in that weird, DLC the in the Isle of Honor DLC. Poison chick. Yeah. Thotty uh, <laughs> poison. So number two is Hal from Sun and Moon. Yeah, it did. He I was never the, got that far in that game. So he, you know, once again, Crimson, he has never played this game, but he is a terrible rival because he is way too fucking happy all the time, hmm. and he takes nothing serious. Okay. And he's always eating malasadas, and he is just—he's just lame. He's so lame. Okay. And he's got all the, like, he's got the makings of somebody who could be cool, if he got serious. Right. I don't think there's much about Sun and Moon that wasn't. This one you'll know. Worst rival ever, Trace. Okay. Trace is that? So here's the thing. Okay. Um, there was. Once upon a time, there was a remake of Red and Blue yeah. called Let's Go, po- uh, Pikachu and Eevee. Yep. <laughs> and they recasted Gary for this douchebag named yeah. Trace, and he thought he was some shit. Yeah. Why are you going Brooklyn? Yeah, because it was... He probably has a Brooklyn accent. Because when you right, get mad, you get Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Um, no, so I got my wife, Let's Go Eevee. I have a file... But mostly that's just so I can get Pokemon in other games. Like I got Mew because of that in Brilliant Diamonds, <laughs> which is fucking cheating. And then I got Jirachi from Shield. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, you're just gonna let me win. Okay, <laughs> it's like, why would I use anything else? Like you've given me the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a level one or five when you get them. You get to train a mythic Pokemon, two of them from like level five. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is, insane. That is super a lot. So I have a list. One more list. I have a list of my top 10 gym trainers. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is, this is going to get interesting. It, it might be telling. I just made mine, so. Oh, fair. <laughs> so we're going to, I'm going to do a little bit of, I'm going to try to hit two at once. I've got a top 10 of my favorite 
And top ten of my least favorite. Right. At number ten, I got Price from Generation 2. He's got the Glacier badge. Yeah. He's just a fucking cool, uh, cold-ass old dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number 10 from Generation 8 is Gordy. Uh, he's the rock-type gym trainer from Sword and Shield. Well, Sword, because it's a different oh, trainer. Yeah. and okay. It's Melanie, I think. Yes. Oh. Uh, Sir Chester is the city. Ice is hers. Yes. She was much better than... Yeah. The water one from Sword and Shield. Oh. Nessa? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's my list. All ten spots. <laughs> Nessa? Okay, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. She, she dog-skinned what's, what's, what's your top? What's your ten? My number ten would be Erica from Gen 1. All right, all right. I ain't even mad. Uh, number nine is Norman from Gen 3. Got the balance badge. He's a normal type trainer. And he is... And his name is Norman. Yeah. Norman, yeah. the normal type trainer. Norman. <laughs> Norman the normal. Yes, he's normal Norman. <laughs> That's amazing. No, dude, he, you want to know what? Because he was just... He was a dad. <laughs> and he had a normal haircut and a normal pair of pants and a normal zip-up fleece and that motherfucker was normal as fuck. That's hilarious. <laughs> nah, what, what gen is it? Gen 3 where you actually have to beat your dad? Yes, that that's Norman. Mm. Uh, oh! Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my, nu- my number 9 for the worst is Sophocles from Sword or from Sun and Moon. Uh, he is just a Fat little nerd kid. And he's a neckbeard. Fair enough. Like, he's he's so, an incel neckbeard. <laughs> he's actually too young to have a beard. But he's, he's an incel with an ingrown neckbeard. Okay, damn. So that's my that's my two nines, my best and worst. Okay, my number nine is Lieutenant Surge. Okay. That, he's much higher on my list. Oh, that's a, all right. So um, number nine for tra- for uh, gym leaders. You're probably just going to run the Gen 1 in order, aren't you? <laughs> he might. Do you know any Gen 2s? You're, you're a dick for that. I, I, I know up till Gen 4 pretty pretty faithfully. So, Well, not really Gen 3. No, I can't even say that because I never really had a proper playthrough. He just likes all the girl trainers. Misty. <laughs> Number 8. So is Nessa your number 10, or is she higher on the list? Though? No, Nessa's definitely... Okay, so here's the thing. Let, let me resituate. Starting off, I'm going to say Brock. Is number 10? Then okay. Misty's number 9. Okay. okay. So you see this, this is about to get... <laughs> number 8 is Volkner from Generation 4. He's got... Interesting. He's cool, bro. No, I... First of all, he looks like Minato Nomikaze from, uh, from Naruto. He... He's a, a thunder type trainer, and he's got that sweet jacket. Brown, he's awesome. He's cool as fuck. Uh, my number eight for worst trainers is Wolfric. Uh, Wolfric <laughs> from Gen Six. He's iceberg badge guy, and yeah. he looks like a mm, seal, like a big seal, and he's <laughs> it's a little mean. <laughs> I, so the the design for for my top 10 worst is usually 
I don't really care about the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really does come down to the design. And the worst ones... Yeah. They get... The worst ones are just, honestly, the the most basic ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or the super weird ones. See, that's funny that you said it's the most basic ones, but then you have fucking normal Norman. Yeah. Mind <laughs> your fucking business. Mind your business. Like My I number really... eight is Whitney. I hate Whitney. I know. But that's the thing, right? In Gen 2, when you hit that fucking mill tank and you finally win... That's an accomplishment. That was a moment of triumph that... They came out too hard with that. Yeah. In the early game, Whitney just shows up and just like, I've got this fucking rule out. I don't know why I put Mickey Mouse on that. <laughs> that was weird. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Miltank's about to eat your ass. <laughs> Number eight would be who? All right, so now I, I got to describe this one because I'm not great with names. Uh, who was the one? It was she was a gym leader. She was she wore all green. She was a grass type gym leader. She had orange hair. Gardenia. Yep, Gardenia. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Fucking Gardenia. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see you over there. Okay. <laughs> What's your number? Oh, wait. I said by number eight. Oh, yeah. That would hurt. <laughs> oh, you got yeah. rolled out. <laughs> oh, Skyla's yeah. number seven. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. That would have been higher on my list. My gosh, this thirsty <laughs> ass. <laughs> uh, so, number seven for the worst Pokemon gym trainers is Alistair. Really? From Gen 8. Really? That's yeah. interesting. I actually so, like him. No, I hated him. He was just like, the, so like the little boy with ghostly powers, wore a mask all the time, dumb haircut, yee-ass bullshit. I got, no. He's not on my top 10, but. Yeah, uh, Spoopy Kid is like the worst kid is dumb. archetype. Number <laughs> seven is Faulkner from Gen 2. Mm. The bird guy. Yeah. Because that was <laughs> so... Man. You got to remember, when I, <laughs> when I got Gen 2, they didn't have a bird gym. They didn't have a flying type gym gym in Gen, in gen 1. That's almost a tongue twister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> flying gym in Gen 1. Yes. So it was a new, unique thing, right? That was That's, also a tongue twister, but he fucking dominated that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's part of the team. He's the expert. But yeah, so Faulkner was just cool. Also, his name is cool. Yes. You can't say Faulkner because it almost sounds like Fuckner. <laughs> Fuckner! <laughs> um, mine, we're seven, right? Number seven? Yes, this is number seven. Um, is her name Maylin? The one uh, fighting type? Oh, I do know. Gym leader. The okay. one with the pink hair? Yes. She's decent. I'll be honest. In my personal opinion, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta, you gotta hear me out before we continue. I don't think the male gym leaders are particularly well designed. I don't think they're. I there is that's not. Like, that's yeah, like that's half no. my list, dude. No, 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 no. Hear no, me out. Because my number, let's see, my number one is well. really good. I'm gonna. I mean, the, the males... No, I straight up have five dudes on my top ten. The males will start making themselves more present a little further down my list, but I will be honest, generally, I don't think they're very well That's tonight. fair, but, I mean, like... Because you were with the Rock-type one... I, well, you wouldn't, but you were with the Rock-type trainer from uh, Gen 4. No, I, I got the, that far in Brilliant Diamond. Maylene. Yeah. Maylene 
He's yeah, yeah, yeah maybe you're right. Does. That dude compared to Brock is shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, there's just certain ones that are just like, oh, here's this guy in a hard hat. Like, oh, Rourke? Yeah, I wear hard hats all the time. Trash. Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, and you wear glasses. He's calling you out. <laughs> you, <laughs> you cocksucker. <laughs> That's right. We were on number seven, were we? Yes, yeah, that was number seven. Now we're on six. Okay, number six is uh, Sharon. Sharon, once again. He, okay. was a, he was a rival. He's also a gym leader. Right. Um, kind of cheating there, but yeah. okay. <laughs> Shut up. That's kind of... His badge is the basic badge. He's also another normal trainer. Oh, did um, he have a uh, pumpkaboo? Because of his basic... <laughs> Number six for my worst trainers. You see how I ignore you when you start wilding like that? Um, Marlon with the wave badge from Generation 5. Um, he's, no, he really is just a dude in um, wetsuit pants. That's it. That's all he is. He's a dude in wetsuit pants. <laughs> it's that's, not cool. That that's rough. <laughs> that's sus. <laughs> sus is all right. okay. My number six is Brock. Okay, all right. You didn't even make my list. That's interesting. So the thing is, is that in the original like cartoon, Brock was my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock, Brock. I his introduction was actually rather like he was a he was fucking mean too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he Ass. Right. <laughs> he then, out. then he kind of got weird and simpy and when they actually put him as a kid. So, like, okay, I'm going to do a little tangent. So the reason why Brock was always going after the ladies. Is he wanted a, a mother. For all of his siblings. siblings. Yeah, so they. they really? Kind of, they kind of um, gloss, they gloss it over in the, when they localized it. But that was the reason. Yes. He, you know. He was basically the was, father to 12 other people. Yeah. So he was, he was in dad mode. So he was looking for that mama action. Yeah. He, he, was, he was literally trying to get a mom. <laughs> for, yeah. for, okay. Gotcha. For his kids. Um, okay. So um, what was. What, what, this is six, number six. Six. Yeah. He's. So, did you guys already name uh, Electric Trader from Gen 4? Didn't you? Uh, Volkner, yeah. Yeah, Volkner. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's that's my number six. Yeah. Cause, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, cool. Bit emo. <laughs> yeah. But cool. Actually, I'm going to move you up because you're cooler. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm about to change my lineup. <laughs> that's fine. We're going into number five, so I'm just going to switch two people. So, numbers, your number six is... Oh, I already said Brock. Oh, okay. So His is Volker. I'm just stupid. So number five. Never mind. Now we're in the top five. Um, Claire from Gen 2, the dragon type trainer. Yeah. Rising badge. Um, first of all, coolest name for a badge. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing, um... <laughs> I, I didn't have any confidence that my microphone would pick that one up. But anyway, <laughs> and I'm happy. <laughs> Top five for the worst is Berg from Gen 5. He is just... He's got... His name sounds dumb. He, he's a bug-type trainer. He's got the beetle badge. Fucking bug-type <laughs> gym queenie. trainers. He's queenie. He's just, like, gross. The beetle badge? He wears, he wears dumb... The beetle board badge. <laughs> he wears dumb <laughs> oh, pants. Man. 
Um, Beetle Force. That's crazy. <laughs> I just don't like them. So it's interesting that you just said Claire, because that was who I was originally going to have at number five, but I just moved her up my list. Uh, Jasmine. Hated Jasmine. From Gen 2. She How can a- you fucking hate Jasmine? She had fucking Steelix and was like, yeah, as soon as I fix this Ampharos so ships don't crash, I'll go beat your ass in my gym. I mean, yeah, if you had Typhlosion, obviously you just crushed steel, but... Yeah, just walk all over them. But she was a cool trainer because she actually gave a shit about the Pokemon <laughs> in her town. This is true. Whatever. So so this is my, uh, number five, right? Yes. Yeah. Number five for me is that one weird rock and roll gym leader from Gen 5. Oh, Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne. Okay, that was... Okay. <laughs> I'll knock some sense out of you. Or I can't remember what the catchphrase was. Yeah, yeah. Just cool, cool design. Like, got, you know, obviously I, I play guitar, so... Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Moving right along. Wait, wait, wait. Number four. Lieutenant Surge. Okay, yeah. And um, so Lieutenant Surge is number four. And for the worst uh, gym leader, I have picked Clay from Generation 5. Um, a lot of Gen 5 on this list. Gen 5 did not have a they, good set of... failed really hard. I feel like you've had a couple in your top two, though. Like, uh, the rival turned into gym leader. Yes. So it sounds like it's either... It's very hit or miss. There's none in the middle. It is. Yep. It's um, funny. So Clay was so fucking stupid as a gym leader. <laughs> he had a... He was just a business cowboy. <laughs> he had a suitcase, <laughs> chaps... A fucking cowboy hat. He had dumb curly hair. Nah, dude was a stripper. He wasn't. He was a gym leader was, on the side. And he, he was like, if you came after on, hours, he was little on top, big on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, he was a stripper. He had that curt. Oh my lord! He was a stripper. Like after the gym closes, he's like, woo! <laughs> Lieutenant, Yeehaw! Lieutenant Surge was just the coolest. His um, I I I could almost remember it um verbatim without even having to view it. Yeah. The episodes yep. in the Pokemon anime yep. where Lieutenant Surge was just such a fucking badass. Right. He was the fucking, like, literal wall that Ash ran into. Yeah. Uh, so good. So good. Um, you. You're next. Yes. My number four would actually be Kabu from Gen 8. I fucking loved Kabu. Right. I almost put him on that damn list. But the thing was, all of a sudden, um, I... Ran into a wall where I couldn't put Kabu in different spots. I was like, I didn't want to move him on the list at all, so I took him out. Mm-hmm. Kabu but was, Kabu was fucking cool. He was so cool. Because, like, that's just it, right? You have uh, Milo, who was kind of just like, dude, I'm a gardener, not a fucking gym leader. I don't know how I'm in this fucking league, but here you go. The very next one was Nessa. Wasn't yes, it? with the annoying fucking puzzles in her gym. But <laughs> Nessa at least tries and then Kabu Leave is like, alone. shut up, you thirsty bitch. Kabu had so much intensity. Right. And maturity. And it's and cool. He was a fucking veteran. Right. Because he's just like, oh, I'm going to go for a jog in this fucking tunnel. Because you go to the gym and they're like, yeah, he's out running right now. And you're like, the fuck? <laughs> and then you run into, oh, did you call, uh, you didn't put BD on the fucking list of worst rivals, did you? No, I didn't. He should be on that list because he's fucking terrible. I'm gonna argue. Really? He's 
I almost put him on the top three. Really? I fucking hate that dude. He's so, like, fucking... He's the stark opposite of Hop, right? Because really, in Gen 8, you have three rivals. You have Marty, <clears throat> Hop, and BD, Betty, whatever the fuck his name is. I hate that dude. Because you're <clears throat> kicking his ass, and he's like, Oh, I'm the greatest fucking trainer ever. And I'm like, dude... You have one Pokemon left, and you've dealt four HP of damage to me. But the final boss, like, so the the, the chairman, the bad oh, guy. Hold up, hold up. Is this spoilers? It's, it's new enough that... Nah, fuck it. It's last year's Pokemon game. If you haven't played it at this point, you're not going to. Yeah, so the chair... With, with Gen 9 coming out? Yeah, ain't no, ain't no there, reason. There We're about to get into that. There was this, um, so Hop had the, the juxtaposition that he was... The brother of the champion. Yes. BD had the juxtaposition that he was the sponsored, um, the sponsored up and coming trainer. He, he yeah. Had a lot to from Chairman Rose. Yes. To live up to. Mm-hmm. And when he finally, so Chairman Rose basically crumbled him up like a piece of paper and threw him aside, and it broke him as a as a as a trainer. And then he found his his new life as the fairy gym leader. Yeah, okay. I like him after he becomes the fairy gym leader. He's but he's a terrible rival. No, he's a good gym leader, but I hate him as a rival. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right, all right. We, we gotta get these lists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to fucking argue with him. All so, so you're you're on your number four, right? Kabu. Kabu, okay. So my number four would be, can't remember a name, Electric Trainer from Gen 5. Alessa. Yeah. Yeah. Cool as shit. Good design. Fashionable. Um, Hot. Actual fashionista. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she is. is, Yeah, Yeah, she is actually a fashionista, which is kind of a cool, a cool. I, I actually liked, like, character to character, a lot of the black and white, uh, gym leaders and characters and trainers and everything mm-hmm. because they were very like they did other shit they you know what I'm saying yeah yeah Giovanni is my number three interesting okay hmm. um who's your number three worst Chuck from generation two. Oh yeah so, okay yeah so this is this is my ultimate hatred for character design mm-hmm. is he was so blankety blank he had ripped up kung fu pants. Yep. No shirt. Yep. Brown hair. Yep. And for some reason, an inexplicably large dumbbell that he would carry everywhere. <laughs> yep. It it was it was basic. It was disjointed. It was it stupid. It was uninspired. It was such a fucking bad design. And then Giovanni, he's the top three because. He, he'd be living that double life. It's fucking Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's got Nido King, and he's he's just... Dude, so the coolest so part about Giovanni is, is that he's the only gym leader in the game that doesn't really follow a theme, right? Yeah. He has different Pokemon types. Mm-hmm. Every other one uses a single type. Yeah, he's the only one who knows that you gotta... You gotta bury it up, yep. yep. My number three would be Claire. The dragon trainer. I moved her up because she's fucking cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, <laughs> so you said her name was Skylar. Sky, Sky, Skyla. Skyla. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Number three. You thirsty ass, but Skyla. Here's the thing. You, you, my number two is going to be interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number two is Rihan 
from yeah okay yeah i fucking loved right i almost put him on the list but similarly how with kabu you were like i can't fit him in i couldn't fit right who, so, who who is that he is the dragon trainer from in, gen 8 from sword and shield he's a number two now here's the thing his backstory that he so he's the eternal rival to leon he, yes he always challenges leon he always gets smacked down they say that if he moved to any other region... He'd be the champion. Guaranteed league champ. He stays at number two to always pursue Leon. Yes. And he's... He's... He's cocky. He's confident. He's got... He's always taking fucking selfies... Yes. ...on his Rotom phone. It's he, fucking great. He is a pro, and he has got the swagger of, like... Of, of a champion, of a real, like, of a sports kind of champion. Yes. He's got all that John Bones Jones energy from, like, the UFC. Okay. Ryan, number two. That's Fuck. fair. That's fair. He's a good one. He's oh, a good yeah. one. Okay. He's your number two worst. Tate and Lisa. <laughs> I saw a picture of them, and I was like, they're terrible. Yes! Okay. So. Okay, but this is, like, kind of going on the same theme of spooky children. Twins are also annoying. Yeah, spooky children, twins... Um, uninspired. They're wearing pajamas. Yeah, I you know. They're wearing pajamas. What, what generation are they? They are Generation Three. Yes, I do remember them. Yep, yep. I fucking hated them. Yep. Okay. About the only thing that was worth it was it was Gen Three, and they had a double battle as a default battle type. Yes. During their gym battle. That, that was, was the only it. Thing that was worth it. They sucked. I hate them. <laughs> My number two, Giovanni. Okay. Yeah, okay. So that's the thing, right? Giovanni has that fucking... He's out here in a suit always. He's like, I don't really know why my goons wear these fucking stupid-ass things because you can see my fucking face. Mm -hmm. But he's in that fucking suit. He's always rocking it. And he's like a good gym fight. Mm -hmm. Like a real actual challenge. Yeah. So my number two is actually Price. Okay, okay. Um... His drip, let, drip. Let me tell you something, yeah. man. Like, he might be old. This dude it comes out. But he's, he's out here fucking rocking. That's what you I'm saying. You probably like Kabu because he's a lot like Price. Okay, okay. He's fire type. Yes, he's a fire type leader. Interesting, interesting. And that was one of the cool parts about the gyms in 8, right? Is that they had the battle part and then they had something else. Not all of them hit, but his part was actually pretty cool because you're catching Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. Cool it's really, really good. Um, so now we're at number one. Yep. Okay. Oh, how my list has changed. <laughs> at, at least you, at least you got uh, up from being thirsty. No, it, well, it's gonna. We got number one. You got, you got one more left, and I said that start <laughs> <laughs> from a game you haven't even played. R thirty four. Oh, man, well, listen. she's a nice drink of water for him. She's a water type gym leader. Oh my gosh! So my so my number one is Drayden from Gen Five. Okay, the dragon type trainer. Really, Gen Five has fucking been hit or miss with. That's you. what I'm saying. It's either the worst or, or the, the best. best. <laughs> so he first of all, um, he's got the number one best name for a badge, the Legend Badge. Yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty good. This dude is. 
once again, we're, we're talking about Trip here. Yeah. And this dude has got suspenders. He's got motherfucking this weird dragon situation. Oh, yeah. No, you're right about that. I this, forgot about him. He's got to He's so fucking cool. He, he's got he's to go. I got I to gotta give you that. That's, that's a good choice. And now for my number one. Worst. Worst trainer. I'm going to. I'm interested in this. <laughs> I want to hear this one. And it has always made me mad. <laughs> now, this is something that has been. This has got history behind I'm it. I'm 31. Oh, boy. It has pissed me off since I was probably 11. Okay. Bugsy. From oh, oh, God. God, yeah. Bugsy. Yeah. There is so much wrong with Bugsy. How do you go from Faulkner to Bugsy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Faulkner was the first one. Yes. and Because it's, it's Azalea Town. It's one of these things where... When you play the game, and I've played the game, it's a it's a whole new. Uh, I almost I almost kind of quoted the intro to Pokemon Johto. It's a whole new yeah. World. <laughs> it's, it's a whole new world. I was like, oh, Pokemon Johto. That so, was uh, my shit. Johto Journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I remember it, that. It was it was so brand new, and it was so like it hit it hit different. Yeah. And the first one comes out strong with Faulkner. And then right after that. Fucking Bugsy. The bug like, catcher. In order that almost it almost implies that Bugsy somehow outranks Faulkner. And that well, just makes me that's, fucking tight. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of always been the problem with having like Jim set in a set path, right? Because technically speaking, if Faulkner and Bugsy went up against each other, Faulkner has type advantage out the rip, ass. He would rip him to shreds. Right. Even if he picked grass type. Because Bugsy don't take his life seriously. Yeah. With that fucking dumb outfit, that yes haircut, yep. that fucking stupid how you gonna be named Bugsy. <laughs> tight, bro. This is 20 fucking years. Yeah. That I've been hating. Bugsy. You know what? That I will give you that. Bugsy would probably be my most hated too, because I'm just thinking about Bugsy. Because that's the thing, right? Like Faulkner, if you pick Chikorita, you have type disadvantage. If you have Typhlosion or Totodile, you're kind of type neutral. You got a Bugsy with fucking Quilava at that point, probably. You roll through that gym. I barely remember Bugsy. Yeah. I fucking remember Faulkner because he was cool. Bugsy, I did not remember. And then you hit Whitney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a that was a roller coaster. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like coolness, and you're like, okay, this is type neutral most of the time. Yeah. And then you go to Bugsy, and it's absolute lowest point probably in your whole Pokemon life. Yeah. And then uh, you go right up to Whitney. And it's like, uh, how are you? Bow, 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 bow. you no, so that's the that's the worst part about fucking Whitney too, right? Because Miltank comes out last. You can rock her other Pokemon, and you're like, okay, okay, I got this. And then fucking Miltank hits you with that rollout, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And you hit the fire type? Yeah. All of a sudden, you got this dirty fucking disadvantage. But that was why I put her on my list, because it's such a good switch, right? Mm-hmm. You can kind of rock Faulkner with Cyndaquil. Bugsy, you destroy. Whitney comes out and completely changes the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a different type Pokemon. So... Now that we've went ahead and talked about our top um, gym trainers, 
What's your number one and why? Well, I didn't say my number one technically. Oh, shit. Sabrina oh, is actually my Sabrina, number one. Sabrina, that's actually, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I was, I was about to grill Crimson, but Sabrina's a pretty good, that's a pretty she good had, one. She was a good gym, because that's the thing, right? She mercilessly fucking destroyed the fighting type gym. Yes. The Marsh Badge is actually a cool name. Yes. She's got good Pokemon, and she is still a challenge. Yep. You. Because there's no dark type in Gen 1, right? And unlike in the fucking Pokemon anime, Ghost did not actually have type advantage over Psychic. Yes. You had yes. to fucking find something that was type neutral. The only type advantage over Psychic in Gen 1 was actually Bug. Which was actually surprising when I found... Well, I, the, the idea it, is, is that Bugs are mindless, so they wouldn't be affected by Psychic powers, right? It's actually a very similar rule in D&D. Vermin are considered mindless, so they're not affected by any of that shit. Okay. But there was one time, so Butterfree is probably my favorite bug Pokemon of all time. One of them. Scyther would be a contender, but Butterfree is Ooh. fucking awesome. Cool my shit. Butterfree has kicked Sabrina's ass several times. Mm -hmm. I decided to get fancy and bring a fucking Venomoth one time. You know what's weak to fucking psychic? Poison. Oh my gosh. My Venomoth got stomped. I was like, all right, well, I brought my fucking level 100 Pokemon from another file just in case, but, you know. Yeah. It was just to try something, because I'm like, all right, Venomoth is bug. Venomoth is kind of cool. Fucking rolled. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> Drum roll, please. It's Nessa. She's, like, here's the thing. Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> There's, I, I never played the game but come on, man. <laughs> she, hey, at least he's straight with people. She, she yeah. a dark skin legend, man. <laughs> she I feel a, like you would actually probably enjoy Sword and Shield. No, the whole culture of Sword and Shield was, it was great. Like the, they took, um, they took Pokemon and they turned it like the whole soccer yeah. kind of like, they turned it into it a was sport. Very a sport. And, all the trainers, like, none of the trainers had dumb outfits. They all came out in jersey. Right. With, um, with sponsor liveries and all that. And a number. You got to pick your number. See, it, I mean, there no, is. No, you would have really liked it. There's cool aspects, but, I mean, which we'll, we'll get into when we talk about uh, Scarlet and Violet. But there's just. <sighs> Man, it's just been. The same. <laughs> oh, okay. It was different. So it, it, I agree. It was really different mm -hmm. enough because that's the thing, right? Shield is actually the game that really like renewed my love of Pokemon. In addition to having like a group to play it with, it's the fact that you could literally just like, so when I'm doing breeding, I end up oh, making. It was so good. It was so easy to breed in that game too. But so it gets super fucking like you can be hatching eggs and. I would just be throwing Pokemon into the trading atmosphere and just get people sending me shit. And it's like, don't want that. Release it. Or oh, I'm like, it was so wild. Right. You could do other stuff while you're just trading with people and you never knew what you were going to get. You could do trades, raids, breeding. All, all at the same time. It was, it was dirty. Good. Here's, here, here's what I'm saying. And this, this is the problem that I have with, uh, with Pokemon in general, is in, until recently, it's just been the same with quality of life improvements. 
Which is like okay, cool. but that's like, Call of Duty. That's Matt. Well, barely. Yeah. Madden and other sports games have gotten worse. Arguably, but I don't be playing Call of Duty like that, and I also don't be playing Madden like that because because okay. that to me it, it's a negative. No matter what game you put, you put that problem in, is that if all you're doing is just making it just a little smoother, and this menu is a little better, or well, maybe you don't but, have to grind as much because now you have experience share automatically enabled At which is cool. At least they add new Pokemon. They do but I'm gonna say this too most of these new generation Pokemon look like trash. Okay. Gen most 1 had plenty of shitty fucking Pokemon. Here's the thing. Gen, yeah. 1, Gen 1 had plenty of shitty Pokemon but when you're gonna look at me and be like here's my toaster it's a ghost toaster like I'm, how now, dare you disgrace uh, Rotom now, now here's the thing here's the thing I don't personally dislike Rotom but I'm just giving Ooh, an example this brother is wild so the, he don't care how are you gonna fucking <laughs> rock on one of the best Rotoms hold, hold on hold on the, the my fur- fucking lawnmower Pokemon how dare you <laughs> the, the further you get in the more disjointed the design of the Pokemon gets where it's like here is now my completely unrelated to like a creature thing. You know what I'm saying? Because before, okay, no, 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 no. Gen one had fucking snake. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. This is what I'm saying. Ekans is not this great creative Pokemon. It's a fucking snake. It's I know, but, but it is an animal. But I'm it, gonna agree with Crimson on that one. Okay, but that's the, the thing, one right? Was keys and the other the, one was Klefki is terrible. I'll give you that, but. Trevenant is a cool ass fucking Pokemon the from one Gen was Six. Fucking ice cream, like, and like here's the thing: some of them got stupid. I feel okay, but there were also stupid ones in the beginning. Now, now hear me out. Hear me out. Porygon is literally just a fucking Porygon. Why you gotta fucking come at me like that? It's a Polygon. Holy! Oh, oh my gosh! That's okay. That's the thing, though, right? We're saying that certain designs are stupid. All you did was fucking take a polygon and make it a Pokemon, and it's just being said by a Japanese dude. Hold, 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 oh, oh, <laughs> that's so Yo, hold up, hold I didn't up. Expect it to hold up now. This is this is what I'm saying. At least there was some kind of tangibility behind it. Now nowadays it's like take a completely outlandish design, make it a ghost type, and it's okay. Okay, it's but like slash is one of the. <laughs> Aegis Slash is one of the coolest fucking Pokemon. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It goes from sword to double sword to fucking sword and shield. In the game, sword. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. (laughs) That's that's so... I don't know. know. Aegis Slash is cool. (laughs) That was hot takes all around. That was was fire takes. (laughs) Fire fire takes. So, in order to maybe... Uh, save us from uh, possibly killing each other. Because <laughs> Dragon Ball Z was a tough one uh, in the last episode, and damn it, this one's a tough one too. Yeah, but last time it was you two going at it, now it's him and me. <laughs> we can both kill him if we try. I, I mean, yeah. Okay, so speaking of Porygon, does anybody remember the episode? Uh, the seizure episode, yeah. Yes. That uh, they made fun of on The Simpsons, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I remember both those episodes. So it's the perfect, I guess this is the perfect way that I can segue into the culture mm. of Pokemon. Because we've talked a little bit about what's what's in the series, uh, what we like and what we dislike. Uh, the 
biggest aspect of it is that, right, it's one of the biggest cultural impacts that we've ever really had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, South Park made fun of it. Shin Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. It is. Do, it is, do you remember Johnny Test? Do you yes. remember Tiny Mon? Yeah. Yeah. So they've had. Uh, so the, the the mark of the mark of you made it is knockoffs. Knockoffs. Uh-huh. Parody. Now, there's. I went through and I tried to kind of quantify a list of uh, knockoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And right, you get all these other. You got. Um, Digimon, Metabots. Uh, Don't even. I okay. fucking love Metabots. No, it's not that they're I'm not, bad. I'm not saying it's a ripoff. They are technically. It's the idea that it's in, a Pokemon like. In yes, <laughs> so Digimon had the evolution aspect. Yes, that was the shared part there. Metabots. It's the collection of different robot parts. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make the perfect thing. Yes. By Frankensteining robot parts on. You give me no. you give me Metabots or custom Robo. <laughs> I loved Metabots. I had several of them. Yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> here was the. Those toys were cool. Here's as fuck a distinction. Switch them out. Yeah. I think here's a distinction that separates a a similar property from a knockoff. Right. Is right that it does its thing on its own. Yes. So Digimon is huge on its own. Yes. Uh, Metabots is huge on its own. Because that's the thing about Metabots, right? Given the propensity for mech fighters in Japan, Metabots could have come about without Pokemon even being a thing. And you could probably argue that it came about more because of the mecha than it did because of Pokemon. Absolutely. Now, here is a ripoff that didn't make it, that tried to cash in on Pokemon and did it terribly. Are you guys ready? Is it Monster Rancher? No. How dare you? <laughs> no, I liked Monster Rancher. I'm just saying Monster Rancher was kind of a ripoff. Uh, I was talking about something else. Okay. Uh, Kentai, Denju, Telefang. I have never even heard of that. Okay. <laughs> so that's probably a mark of how shitty it is because I have some pretty obscure knowledge on shit like this. It's really bad. So It's a deep, deep gun. <laughs> did they just get like fucking nuked by Nintendo? No. Well, yes. <laughs> In um, a sense. <laughs> so, Competitively. Anti-Genju Telefang is a, I think it literally means um, wireless monster Telefang. The concept of this game is that you have a cell phone and that you call the monsters to join in your fights. So they took Digimon and Pokemon. Yes, and, <laughs> and fuse them together, and the art. Um, imagine if um, Neopets. Oh, fuck! The my worst just left art is from Deviant Art. That's rough. And then it had a baby, and then that baby went and grew up and fucked Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and, that's, and then that. Third generation of bullshit emerged game. and then had a cell phone. <laughs> this is Kentai Denju Telefang, and it is bad. So there's there's a there's similarities in mm. Digimon, obviously. There's just similarities in uh, Metabots. There's similarities in e- let's e- let's take an even shittier one. 
let's talk about uh, right fighting foodons or oh, or oh my lord on coley nights on coley nights so holy shit th- there is there is a universe <laughs> of really bad um and they're they're low quality and they're similar they're they're derivative right well the um, idea is is that you get in and get your money before they uh hit you with the copyright and then you're fucking gone by the time the copyright falls telefang was textbook oh my gosh it was it's a knockoff. It's not similar. It's a knockoff, and it's garbage. And <laughs> they fucking gave Pikachu spikes and made it blue. <laughs> and Pika then Sonic blue. is like, "Hold up, no, yeah, but, fucking Meryl." Yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, Pikachu blue was actually a thing. <laughs> so that was that was the other thing I was gonna talk about culturally is Pokemon was the last of its kind of these. Uh, we were just kind of exiting the word of mouth universe and starting to get into that internet universe so you were able to the the gaming rumors started to trickle down to nothing yeah after the first two generations of pokemon because the whole world was getting deeper on the internet able to really cross-reference and and, uh fact check these different rumors of these different games right so uh that was the fun thing about Pokemon is there were so many dumb little rumors yep. of what you could do. You could get get Mew if you go into the truck after beating this and yep. that. And, uh, Up by Bill's house, yep. And Pika Blue and and the like the <laughs> the really weird uh, like Photoshop. Uh, really strange fan art turns into rumor turns into. Oh, you could find it if you go to this and you do this thing at this time and you and it was amazing. It was dirty and dangerous and like the old school way of um rumor mill, yeah. Yeah, the rumor mill was amazing. But that was the yeah. cool part, right? Because one of them was <clears throat> actually true. Missing number. Yeah. Yeah. So missing number was so impossibly difficult to get and it could wreck your game. I got him though. That's funny. <laughs> That's Without cool. a game shark. I okay. got it. Then Gen 2 had the Pokemon cloning. Yep. Which I, I thought was that. bullshit until I did it. Yep. Diamond and Pearl had Pokemon cloning yeah, at the and, global trade station. Yeah, yeah. And also you had the bonus of whatever items they were holding. Yep. Also. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there was like it was so crazy because with uh the global trade station if you uploaded your Pokemon and then right before a certain, and, and it depended on how fast your internet was, mm-hmm. the Pokeball would rotate a certain number of times in the corner and you just shut your console off. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the old days of gaming. <laughs> well, that's what it was in Gen 2 as well is, is you'd be trading with someone or switching, no, switching PC boxes. As soon as it started saving, you turned it off. And if you did it wrong, you would corrupt your game. You had to do it very precisely. So that's like risky. Yes. <laughs> risky as fuck. But when you could clone Celebi. You were just like, I'll risk it. <laughs> Imagine be So perfect segue, right? Imagine being that kid that had Celebi's to burn. Yep. And you start trading with other kids. You build that rep. Yep. Yeah. You start getting shit out of the game. Yep. For them selling. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you start getting people's fucking 
you start getting real world money. And this is the perfect segue for. Uh, so there was always a satanic panic uh, with, I mean, basically every decade that we had, there was a satanic panic for something. That's any popular medium, because that's the thing, right? If you go through it, they say video games are responsible for violence. Before video games existed, it was movies. Before that, it was, well, before video games, it was television and In so the on. In the 80s, and so on. they had uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Uh, so... The satanic panic was deep for Pokemon. I yep. remember being a kid and watching on the news like the evangelical uh, Christians who were like buying up. That's kind of offensive to Christians, though. Like, I'm a Christian. Yeah, but <laughs> do you really want to be lumped in with that? I'm not an evangelical. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to edit this part out. Anywho, we're a um, little religious. Yeah. <laughs> so they would like buy up a bunch of copies and they would like. Yeah, and then, but see, that's the stupid part. It's like when people burn their Nikes, right? The company's already gotten your money; they don't care. Yeah, so th- it was crazy like that. But can, can we just point out the fact that like Pokemon is one of those things, right? That went up directly against that. Now, here's the thing: I'm not saying anything against religion or anything like that. It went up directly against religion, and it's still here. <laughs> Um, I'm going to counter with you because I'm part of one of the really big ones. Uh, And the really big guy that's ahead of the really big one said the Pokemon's okay. So. Anyways. I'm going to. said Pokemon's okay. I'm going to cut you right short there and say that the one thing that it did do is create crime. And it did it, it did it big. Okay. I did not know that there was such a big black market. I just ate part of my microphone when I got <laughs> I didn't know that there was such a big black market for counterfeit Pokemon cards. Oh no, that makes sense, because like a huge black market. They've sold over 43 billion cards. Yes. Um so <laughs> the one thing that you do in creating crime is uh, gambling. Yep. Because kids, they will they they gamble on their on their Pokemon games. They gamble on the cards. Yep. They steal the fucking cards. Yeah. So it's <laughs> so uh, the the thing that everybody was worried about is that it taught evolution and. There's demons and everything. It's about the crime. <laughs> They're stealing things. It's all They're the crime. <laughs> right. But that's the problem, right? Is, is that technically speaking, if you're looking at Pokemon from a scientific standpoint, they go through metamorphosis, not evolution. Come on, dude. Well, actually, <laughs> I was saying. Because <laughs> evolution takes fucking thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. Best. It, it depends on the generation, right? With the faster you reproduce, the faster you can do it, right? That's why we have bacteria resist or uh, bacteria that are resistant to antibiotics and stuff because one generation survived, they pass that down, etc. Yeah, so it is metamorphosis. Oh, okay. So Evolution that, is just it sounds slicker, right? Yeah, yeah. But you'd be like, oh, my newly meta Pokemon. Could you imagine if we had a world where it was, metamor- it was metamorphosis? <laughs> oh, dude, it would sound so cool. Right, because we already talk about the meta for Pokemon. Oh, it dude, so cool. it'd be the meta meta. So cool. Yeah, the meta, meta pod of the meta meta. <laughs> Damn it. 
So it's amazing. <laughs> the So there was one panic for the for the old Pokemon games that um, supposedly there was a rumor that floated around that Lavender Town the music yes would make kids kill themselves. I actually remember that rumor. Which, here's the thing, I'll be honest, I was not introduced to that rumor until, because I, obviously, I got into Pokemon very, very late. Yeah, so technically, you played the Gen 3 version of Gen 1. Yeah, so I'm like, me getting introduced to that type of rumor, like, because let's be honest, for me, Creepypasta started at Pokemon. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's funny. Like no, that's a, that's a very big thing for me. I'm like when I first got into the whole idea of creepy plaza and these weird rumors and this haunted this or I got it from a garage sale from a creepy old man. It was <laughs> <laughs> it, it was Pokemon. So I'm like, and I didn't I didn't get into this until I was much 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 older. Right. You know, so things like, you know, the theme from Lavender Town and things like, um, not the actual Pokemon Black, but Pokemon Black, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, that was a serious, that, so it was a cartridge with a jet black label. Yes. It didn't have any markings on yep. it. And then you put the cartridge in and then you had one Pokemon that was called Ghost. Mm-hmm. And every time you defeated a Pokemon, it would make a strange sound and then die yeah yeah so i how i can't remember how the how it went but eventually you killed all the pokemon Mm -hmm. and then you started to kill the trainers yeah and then it was because i remember you it was something the effect of like essentially you like more or less emptied like the world and then you like grew old and died by yourself alone in the world or some shit like that I do remember a, you got old and like you were like, you so would try the to genocide route from Undertale. Pretty much. Yeah. Oops. You was like, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not that original. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I remember it would get to a point where you just move around very slowly and either the, no, the, cause the ghost killed you. You were very old. Yeah. Yeah. The ghost killed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was an actual battle where, like, the ghost... And, like, that's when you found out that the Pokemon were actually dying because, like, the ghost battled you and killed you. <laughs> yeah, it and people made this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you can go online right now and get a ROM that, uh, of Pokemon Black. Like, creepy Pokemon Black. Creepy pasta Pokemon yeah, Black. Yeah, yeah. There'd be no way that you could search Pokemon Black ROM... And not get the ripped version of the official game for yeah. the DS. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's how they did it. That might they were like, Nintendo was like, oh, fuck this creepy pasta. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Pokemon Black. And let's knock them off right at the knee. And let's fucking make it one of the best ones ever, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Your yeah. gym leaders either hit or fucking miss. <laughs> and they miss hard or hit incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I think that was that's like the mark of mastery when it comes to a cultural a, phenomenon. Yeah, is it permeates everything. Right. It has, it has merch like crazy. It has TV. It has. Yo, that's funny though. So thinking about it, early two thousands was Harry Potter, right? Yep. So we've lived through three or four satanic panics at this point. Yep. Do you remember the one from the teens? 
No. Are we just so removed that we don't care. Maybe that's it. <laughs> what was what was the I'm gonna have to look this one up. Ah. Because there was Pokemon. Yep. Then there was Harry Potter. Then there was a big blank spot that I can't remember. Yeah. Is it just TikTok? Well, that would be the <laughs> that would be the modern one, but that has more to do with like data theft and shit than satanic panic. And True. I don't want my kids to work in. Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big. Deal. That's a pretty big deal. <laughs> I don't think my sons would twerk, but. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You can't do it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> it was. Um, it's either a hit or it's a miss. Or it's a miss. <laughs> okay, so to wrap it up, uh, we've talked about our past with Pokemon. We've talked about... Uh, the culture, the, you know, the impact, yes. <laughs> you know. And now we're about to experience a, at the time of our recording, um, Scarlet and Violet is dropping on the Switch tomorrow. Um, Midnight, baby. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to hate myself in the morning. I probably will, because I'm going to keep drinking. I'm going to fucking stay up at midnight and play that fucking game. <laughs> but here we are. Listen, I'm already rocking on like three and a half hours of sleep. I'm good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're so tired, you have energy. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Scarlet and Violet. Brand new releases. Brand new Pokemon experience. Um, <laughs> there has been... We're, we'll try to stay away from the leaks. Um, but... What we know of this game is it's, I mean, it's a much different experience. They're starting with, um, just as far as progressing through the story, you have three different ways of playing. Instead yeah. Of, you're, you're not, um, even going through the gyms, you're not held to a... A path. A, yeah, a single path. Traditionally, you'd go from one from the first gym and you make your way all the way up and the eighth gym is stronger and set farther away there's no way that you can change or break that well so that's the funny thing right just as a quick and aside gen one actually did have it so that after uh misty after you got the cascade badge you didn't have to go right to surge like if you learned rock tunnel without flash you could get through it Okay, that's actually rather interesting. <laughs> and there's been a number of times where I have, in fact, defeated Koga before Sabrina. I mean, that that's really cool. Like, I feel like that's kind of the thing is that it's kind of lent. If you look at some of the past things of Pokemon and like the exploits and little secrets and here and there, it's kind of lent itself to a more because this is a completely open world. Yes. Pokemon game. For the first time, Pokemon is completely... Well, second, if you if you count ours. So Arceus um, isn't quite open world. It has the concept, but it's technically five different areas and then your hub. It's okay. almost like Monster Hunter, right? Where you go out to different biomes, effectively, 
and well, I guess Pokemon is kind of its own monster hunter, but you're not killing them, you're catching them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that same idea, right? You go back to your hub, you switch out stuff, even though technically speaking, you can make your Pokeballs and Arceus and all that stuff. And that's kind of systems I'm hoping come back because it's really cool yeah. to just be able to be, I've had runs in Arceus where I've caught two, 300 Pokemon. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Well, you just keep, it keeps spawning. So you keep making Pokeballs. So that's kind of the take from um, some of the, I think there's been a lot of listening that's, that's happened to fan input and stuff. And I guess from Pokemon, more people want uh, free roaming. They want maybe a little less engagement with just everyday battles, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So you go through your Route 1, you want to see Bidoof and Starly uh, maybe one time. Yeah. yeah. Rattata, Pidgey, yep. yes. every generation has it. So yep. as a... As a <laughs> right in a bird. <laughs> as a fun fact, I actually grown to enjoy Bidoof and Starly's in Arceus so much more because I interact with them so... Differently. Yeah, so differently. There's not a lot of... The only interactions were in the past games that you'd walk through a route and then suddenly you would jarringly get launched into a battle. Yeah. And there you were. And you'd have to select the, the options to take them down or catch them. And that kind of went the same for every Pokemon. And in Arceus, they really broke up that gameplay loop by making it so freeform. You just walk out into a into a an area, and you see the Pokemon in the grass. They're not hidden. Well, so that was one of the cool parts of Sword and Shield, right? Is because they had started to do that. You had the wild area. You had even on like the roots, you could see certain Pokemon, and yeah. then depending on how you moved through the grass, if you went super fast, a Pokemon could attack you. If you kind of snuck your way through, you wouldn't necessarily get attacked. Yeah. You had the ability to engage as as much or as little as you wanted. And that's, you know, you know, we're all adults now. Right. We don't have that. We don't have that grind time. Yeah. We yeah. don't have rock tunnel Zubat bullshit time. Exactly. But so, that's so that's the other thing, right, is, is that. Pokemon is also very much a communal experience, right? Because that's what we mentioned earlier is, is that this is the largest group. Because the most I ever had was like five people. Yes. Yeah. But now there's like nine of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of insane. And it's really cool. And I think, you know, I think when you look at, because you know, we were talking about quality of life improvements earlier. And even though I'm like oh, that shouldn't be the only thing. There are certain things that are so just far and away from the standard formula that it's just like, it's it's changed the entire... I found out there is auto-battling. Yeah. Yep. Right? So now, if again, if you want to do... If you want to battle and level up your Pokemon and still do other crap, you can just set your Pokemon to fight and just... Go do other crap. Yeah. Like, you can go catch other Pokemon while this Pokemon's fighting this. That's, and it's like, yeah, that's a huge quality of life improvement. So, yeah, but it's like, how can I put this? It's not, it's not a Poffin that increases a specific stat. It's not a berry that, like, and now I'm not saying that any of these, these systems were dysfunctional or bad in any way. 
I just think it did so little to the core gameplay. Right, it didn't really change the loop. That's what I'm saying. This definitively, it's a completely open world. It has multiplayer. There's auto-battling. There's just so many little things. Even just traversing the world has become a whole new thing. Right. You know, because essentially you got you got a little vehicle Pokemon yeah. that you... Which is a good or a bad thing depending on how you look at it. Depending on who you're asking. Now, here's the thing. This is what I like about it because I think the day and age of having to teach your Pokemon completely useless crap to get through this, that, and the other thing, that's over, man. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to play through the story, just have to go meet with this dude to get you to forget this, and you're going to have to spend some type of currency, so to speak, in-game to forget a move, and then you can learn the move you want. I do remember in uh, in the older generations, it Your was... HM whore. It was, yeah, and it was punishing yeah. To have to remember a move because you needed you need a specific item like a big mushroom, heart scale, whatever um, whatever dumb. Right, but that's the other thing, right? Is is that you? So generally, you want to pick six Pokemon that you like, right? Yes. But in Gen One, if you get that Pikachu, you don't want Pikachu to know Flash. It's fucking yeah. worthless. Yeah, absolutely. So you end up bringing Clefairy, or oddly enough, like fucking Bellsprout. Yeah. Bellsprout was a very good HM whore. Yeah. Because they could learn Flash, they could learn Cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fly was the only... Fly and Surf of Gen 1 of the seven HMs were the only two that actually had battle applicability. Yeah. Yeah. But even still... It was yeah. annoying. It took so much out of the gameplay loop to sit there and for two turns do one turn of damage. Yeah. How devastatingly... And maybe I'm just... So I'm, I'm more than willing to accept the fact that I'm just a whiny bitch about it. <laughs> but uh, how fucking dare you make me do two turns? Right, but that was kind of the cool part was is that it created tactical opportunities, right? It's one of those things where you could set up a, oh, I think my opponent's going to drop this big-ass move, so let me either go dig or fly. Yeah. So if you got, I do. If you knew that somebody was setting up a swords dance, yeah, where they were just trying to like stack up five and then hit you, that was kind of a, that was kind of a flex Mm -hmm. on that fifth thing after he's stacked five swords dances, you just fly, fuck you, and then maybe even knock him out. Yeah. Yeah. Get that. uh, Yeah. So the, the, the troll opportunity is ridiculously good with that. I tell you what you or, never used was Rock Smash. You that never. had such like, little use. Like that, that's what I'm so saying. The funny it? part is, is that so strength is a weird one, right? I think besides straight up either Hyper Beam or Mega Punch and Mega Kick, it was the strongest normal move in Gen 1. It was an attack 80. Mm-hmm. And you could teach it to just about every Pokemon. So strength is another one that wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like it was a solid hitting move. But I, I feel like that but was... But it was also lazy. Yeah, and that was kind of almost the problem is that it forced you... Because, you know, it, the, again, not to go back to the formula, but the formula of Pokemon is there's like 
maybe like one or two really viable setups for any competitive Pokemon. Yo, that and was one of the cool parts about Dragapult and Gen 8. There's so many versions. Dragapult was the meta of Gen 8. See, and, and I think stuff like that is cool. Because again, we you know, we, in many different forums, we've talked about player agency before. And I'm like, that's the problem, the inherent problem that I've had with Pokemon since I can remember. Because when I first played it with Leaf Green... It was fine. I right. Was, you know, I knew I didn't really know what to expect. It was all a brand new experience to me. So it was like it was interesting to experience that version of an RPG. But then you start to realize as time goes on, you know, it's just repackaging the same thing with a couple bells and whistles. Right. And sometimes they would add things that were really great and then take them away the next game, maybe because this was a remake or maybe because this is a different, you know, region, so maybe they don't have this in this region. Right, and right. it's like, so don't... There was, there was never really, like, a real sense of progression, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like the games always, you know, you knew what to expect. Once you fire up that game, it's, you know, you start first town, you get on that first route, that leads to the second town, and it's just like, yeah. again and again and again, you eventually get a bike, you do, you know, all this little, and you I know. And I think that's, that's what makes it interesting about this game, is it, I can actually, with some confidence, say, I don't know what to expect. Right. They've been very hush-hush. And some of it I'm great for. I don't like that we don't have the total Pokedex for the games mm -hmm. out because that tends to influence what I want to buy. At least give me the full list of like version exclusives. At least that. The the thing that surprises me, though, is that they were able to pull something like that off in this day and age of, you know, everything's accessible, data mining, you know, you have websites that are dedicated to just leaking everything. And it's like, you know, the fact that they were able to keep all of that under wraps, I kind of respect because there was, there's like almost no mystique behind video games these days. And like, well, so that's the fun part, right? You just got to turn it off. This is true. Um, but we'll, how we'll, we'll cover the hype train in another episode because I have a very good game I would want to talk about for that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm interested to go into it because we don't know a lot. But it's just like starters tend to be to me one of the most important parts of a Pokemon game because that's the Pokemon that's going to be with you the whole game, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that I don't officially know what the final forms are or the middle forms bothers me. So with that. What is, what is everybody picking? <laughs> um, forget his exact name. We just Sprigatito. talked about Sprigatito. He's going grass cat. Mm, grass cat. Okay. Fucker's cute. And I just recently got a cat. So it was like, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so the big thing is, is that as we've mentioned, Arcanine is my second favorite Pokemon, right? Yes. Arcanine is in the game. That takes Fuey Coco out of the equation for me. Oh, shit. Because I like Arcanine more automatically. Arcanine is a great Pokemon. But is it catchable right away? That's the, that's a big question. So we'll find out. I mean, we don't know, right? Yes. But I'm hoping Growlithe is early enough. Mm. But I'm leaning towards Quaxley, actually. <laughs> I, I'm thinking Duck Boy. Okay, so... Um, so I am picking Quaxley as well. With some extras, right? He has so, a whole theme team. Yes. It's great. 
So we were talking You're about it. You weren't there the one Monday, were you? Uh, um, was it even on a Monday? I thought it was like a Friday or something. Oh, it might have been. So, anyway, you weren't here for this. So here is my master plan. Uh, so I had learned that there are much, there are many more duck Pokemon in this game than I thought there were. Well, because Pokemon in, Home and stuff and all the other games you can get. You're gonna you're gonna make a team of ducks. All ducks. Yep. All ducks. Every single Pokemon is gonna be a duck, or duck adjacent. Right. We have some like <laughs> Swana is one of them that is duck adjacent. That my br- the problem is my bro, dude. <laughs> all six of my Pokemon are gonna be ducks. You're gonna have no, all water type spread. No, the type there spread. is actually pretty good type spread. We, we we looked this up. We did research on this. Yeah. And I know it's a dumb thing to do research on, but it was actually pretty cool. <laughs> I am going to duck it up. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. It I... was actually, like, pretty cool to look at. Yeah. Just how many, because, like... I am beside myself. Porygon technically falls in, within this. Mm-hmm. That's not... Now, if, if, you wanted to play, yeah, if you wanted to play it so tight, then Porygon is the most agency you would have with what constitutes as a duck. Yeah. But if you wanted to get a little looser. Well, because Porygon 2 is straight up a rubber duck. It is. <laughs> um, uh, now you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to get slightly looser in your rules, um, Dodrio yeah. counts. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go that far. Well, Dodrio is um, a terrible Pokemon anyway. It's got Tri-Attack, which kind of. Oh, you know who else has Tri-Attack? Porygon. Oh. <gasps> So I'm ducking it up. Yeah, oh my lord. (laughs) Hashtag duck it up. (laughs) Yeah, Quaxley's going to be my starter, and I am going to have all ducks, and I'm going to see how... No, I'm going to make it. No, you should be able to do it, because that's the thing, right? We talked about Golduck has pretty good coverage with dark and psychic and can learn fighting. Mm -hmm. You don't even need a water move on... Golduck. I mean, yes. you'll have Quaxley for the water moves. Altaria is going to have a lot of uh, type coverage. Yeah. Also being a dragon type. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. Things like Pelipper will also, being able to do stockpile and throw up are. Yeah. That's, I mean, fair enough. Fair so enough. So like this has been a well-researched idea. <laughs> I'm going for it. I can't. I can't with that. I mean, you oh. could do an entire cat team. This is also true because that's also very doable. <laughs> like if they had a dog starter, I might have picked that and gone for an all dog team. <laughs> like that dog, dog, my fucking dog. Iditarod team. Um, I still, I still miss Pig Knight and Emmore. <laughs> they were my, they were my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Pig Knight. <laughs> Was it just P I G N I T E? Yes. Yeah, Pig Knight, <laughs> and it was like it, it, like. It's and it was so the fire dumb. type. He was so brolic. Yeah, and he's just. I mean, and it, the name reminded me of Shug Knight. So, like, he was, he was the OG. <laughs> nah, you were gangster ass Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the thing that it's. Like, we. With, with the lack of leaks and the lack of. Uh, I mean, they have done nothing to throw us a fucking bone as far as um, they've revealed. They revealed, honestly, the lowest tier of Pokemon. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so they have. Lechonk. Lechonk is such a fucking meme Pokemon. 
The pig. It is a meme, and he's motherfucking Lechonk. I like, I like I'm oh. probably going to have a Lechonk in my body yeah, in the early game. Yeah, the early game, there's no way you can, you can't avoid him. He's Lechonk. <laughs> he's Lechonk. I might name him Lil Chonky. <laughs> so, the, I love that. the amazing thing, the amazing thing that, that uh, they, as Pokemon Company, they managed to accomplish is that Damn it, I'm flying blind into it. Yeah. Uh, besides the stuff that they, you know, obviously it's it's all school themed. Uh, they have free roaming. They have hit the gyms in any, in any order. Right. They have different play styles. You can be a Pokemon uh, researcher, yep. more or less, and then catch, like, your, your game involves... Catching all the Titan Pokemon, or you could be, or you could take take on the League Challenge, and you could do all of the gyms in any order. And I'm wondering how level scaling is going to work with that. Well, so here's as a, far as I know, there is no level scaling. Yeah, that's the thing is that that, that is uh, it, I just recently watched a YouTube video about it. There actually is no level scaling. So you take on the the eighth highest one, and then you just rip levels and then just go backwards. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Is with good type coverage, you can take out a Pokemon easily 15, 20 plus levels above you. Yes. Well, that that was the biggest thing that I was I kind of found as an interesting uh take on the whole thing is that like so many games generally like to do the scaling thing where it's like, "Oh, how strong you are is how strong your opponent is." But it's like the the take that I got from this video was that it's more of a challenge than anything, right? Where it's like you're now no longer, oh, you have the option just to do whatever you want. And you're going to get to the final gym, so to speak. And it's going to be this woefully low level because you are a woefully right. low level. There's nothing underwhelming about that final battle. It's like so, if you're not ready, you're just going to get either steamrolled or, yo, know, you're going to pull off some crazy random maneuver. Like fucking destiny and curse and all that shit. Yeah. But, so that's the thing, right? I think level scaling works and it both doesn't work. I'm kind of glad they're not doing it because it kind of means that you can poke and prod at different things and see, oh, this guy's level 50. I'm level six. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's not do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> there is such a thing as like it, it kind of starts to close a gap a little bit more between something like Pokemon or other RPGs, like something like Xenoblade Chronicles, for example, is like you, you almost field boss. Yeah. You yeah. come up to this random field boss. And it's like, this thing is a beast. Like, this thing's a fucking monster. <laughs> and you're just, you could fight it if you wanted to. Like, like be my guest. But, like, you're almost guaranteed not going to win against it. Right. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like one of those moments where you, like, you have the very tangible, like, this is the goal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I see this thing I can't do right now, but I'll get there. <laughs> you know? I feel that. Yeah, I like that idea. Seeing it. Not being in any way ready for it, but then also having that. Well, yeah. that's that's kind of the appeal of the FromSoft games, right? Is is that it gives you something to work towards. Because mm -hmm. that's kind of been one of the problems with like the Elder Scrolls games, right? Not to get too far off topic, but it's like they level scale. And yeah, yeah that works to some degree, but then you get like these cool items, but... The problem with any game that gives you a crafting system is, is that you can always make something better. <laughs> so it makes the unique treasures worthless. 
Yeah. Like the best swords you can get in Skyrim suck pretty much compared to what you can make, except for one, and you have to do the Thieves Guild quest line, and you have to be sufficiently high level. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, like, if you look at, you know, like you said, there's there's different ways it could work, but I feel like level scaling is kind of like, I don't know. I guess I'm not really too much of a huge fan of level scaling. I mean, it's, it's still one of those things where I can see both sides of it, right? Mm. On the one side, you get more of an accomplishment, but sometimes it's just like you just want to sit down and play a game. Yeah. So I'm glad they don't have it in this game, and it's kind of nice that just, like, there are games that do it. Yeah. I think both should still exist. And I I think, you know, not having to deal with the idea of, like, oh, kind of, not to argue realism in a game like Pokemon, but it's like, you know, it's a bit unrealistic, right? Because, like, imagine, you, you know, you first start going to the gym, man. You've just started this crap, right? And you're skinny as fuck. Yeah. It's like, you ain't strong for shit. <laughs> Luffy at the beginning of One Piece. Yeah, Luffy at the beginning of One Piece. You're not suddenly gonna go and walk up to this dude who's been bodybuilding since he could lift anything. Right. And then have him suddenly be weak as fuck because you're weak as fuck. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, here's an idea. Just, you know, either challenge it in the proper escalating way or give yourself that chance and like, you know, play right off the fucking rails. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. And that's kind of like, again, I'll I'll say it. And I I know I've said this blue in the face, but the key to what I think is going to be the the revolutionary part of this Pokemon game in the sphere of Pokemon mm-hmm. games is player agency. Yeah. Is being able to choose, even though, yeah, you know, this is three different paths. Arguably, you could probably have like 10 or 20 or any astronomical amount of numbers. But at the end of the day, the fact that you gave me three different ways to play this game by default, I don't have to just challenge gyms. I can do whatever. Like, yeah, you, theoretically, can, do, you any, can do research yeah. or you can, I forget what the third storyline is. I think it actually is more focused on the school part. Yeah, yeah. Because I do remember there's something of a goal against the... Uh, the delinquents, basically. The team of that game. Yeah. yeah. Which is also kind of cool because it's like, not only do you get... Because it, it, sometimes it could be a little hard to you know, entice somebody to pick a different route than the standard. Right. Because... Well, so that's the other thing, right, is is that usually the team of the Pokemon game is tied in with your gym roots, right? Yeah. Just deal with them along the way. It's like, oh, uh, Saffron City's gym is closed because Team Rocket's in Silphco. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the reasons I usually beat Koga first. And that's kind of like, you know, everything's so tied in with that one route. So if they do, I'm not sure, but if they do, do a good job at actually separating all of that and making an enticing path to take no matter which one you take. Like, that's going to be kind of the next thing because it's like the, the Pokemon gameplay is... It's tried and true. There's nothing wrong with it. It's right. Like, it's like looking at any other. It's like looking at Dragon Quest and being like, why is it Dragon Quest? <laughs> you know, it, I, I get it. There are certain aspects that you're not going to change. You're not going to change the set of four moves. You're not going to change EVs or IVs. You're not going right, to. Right. The, the fundamental stuff you are not going to change. And I'm fine with that. But as far as an experience as a game. Yeah. Adding all of these new 
you elements. know, elements, options, you know, all this stuff you can do is like really, it's making it enticing to play through a Pokemon game again. <laughs> because, yeah, we are 25 years into this series. Yep. Yeah. And to have these different elements, I mean, yeah, you got to keep people coming back after 25 years. Mm. A lot of us are into it no matter what. I've played most of the. I'm trying to think of a game. The only game that I didn't really go that hard into was X and Y. That's, yeah. yeah, that's kind of fair. So I beat Y, and I thought Y's legendary was cooler than Xerneas because I fucking hate deer. But mm. yeah, like, anyone that drives should hate deer. They're a fucking huge risk to you <laughs> and Moose, but that's a separate episode. If you're Canadian. No, Maine. What? The state of Maine has Moose. Oh, my God. And Alaska. Yeah. And I imagine northern Washington could possibly get them. Any of the states that border Canada. And, okay. I, and I'm sure all of those places also have a guy named Moose. Which <laughs> it's a Canadian Chad. It's just Moose. Yeah. Yes. This um, is our Mountie Moose. So the. Yeah, it's actually really weird to think about it. 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. Of playing the same, you know, that the whole quality of life thing, you hope that the, uh, in Arceus, you could switch your moves. Okay. On the fly. So Arceus had so many systems that I want to see. So that was the thing about Arceus developed a lot on what sword and shield did, right? The wildlands is clearly the prototype for Arceus and by extension, Scarlet and Violet. Mm. There's also the fact that every Pokemon center has a move tutor. And even if you've technically had a Pokemon forget a move, you can go to the move tutor, and if your Pokemon knew it, they can relearn it. Yes. That was great. There was no money to it. You could just go up and do it. Then that was the thing, right? Arceus, you pick when they evolve. So if you want to get that super move a few levels early and then evolve, you can do it. Yeah, no Everstone, no pressing B. It, you go into the Pokemon menu, and then it was glowing, and then you... Press the button to yep. evolve him. Yep. See, now, again... I, same thing with the moves. You went to the Pokemon menu, you opened up the Pokemon and said moves, and then you could switch it out. Yeah. And, and, at any moment. Because that, that's the thing, right? My starter was my uh, was also my Pokemon catcher because he knew False Swipe. So throw him in, and you use False Swipe, and then when it's time for an actual battle, I switch his moves back around. And, like, that type of stuff, because, like, again, it's, like, the core is still the same, but how you deal with that core gameplay right. is now well, definitively different. It's like you said, it's player agency, right? Because now it's instead of having to go from uh, level 36 with Charizard and Charmeleon, because, you know, he learns Flamethrower at X level instead of Charizard learning it in the 50s now. Mm -hmm. You can pick it up at, like, 42. You're going to hit the B button seven times, right? Yeah. Instead of just being like, no, I'm just going to wait, and then when Charmeleon has it, then I'll evolve you. Especially yeah. considering that, this, that you end the battle, you gain experience, the screen fades to black slower, it fades <laughs> back in, the Pokemon makes its cry, it says, what? And then you hit A, and then it says, it's evolving, and then the animation starts. That's when you get to press B. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm maybe I'm fully <laughs> accepting the fact that I'm a whiny bitch, but that's a lot of fucking time. Right. Yeah, B, well, B, so, B, man, you I've win. got kids that are, like, playing in pee. 
I cannot because it takes <laughs> too much time to be hit the fucking wait fucking seven or eight seconds. Well, that's the, the thing, button. right? Fuck you on that. If, so <laughs> if you have a top six and let's say they each have two evolutions, that's fucking 42 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Especially and then it turns into 84. <clears throat> now do that for an entire Pokedex. Do that for multiple games. Yeah. The amount of time lost on evolution screens could actually, like, if you looked at it in terms of man hours, that's kind of an interesting math equation. Oh, dude, don't do that. I'm not, but you're talking about probably a few million man hours just lost to the Pokemon evolution screen over 25 years. Yeah. Holy balls. Like, somebody could have fucking cured cancer instead of evolved a Pokemon at this point. Yeah, or avoided the evolution. And, yeah. and that's the you know, that's one of the big things and just to kind of, I guess, throw in my, my final thoughts in both a, a, a positive and negative way, um, that the, the negative is nothing is Pokemon Company as a developer and, you know, those people are hardworking people, you know, they, they do what they do and they do what they do well, all things considered. But if you look at the, the pedigree of Pokemon Company... That's it. They make Pokemon. Yeah. That's what they do. Game Freak, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Game Freak and Pokemon Company, yeah. You know, you know, Game Freak did a, a little side game not long ago. I can't remember what it was called. It wasn't Pokemon, so nobody cared. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it wasn't Pokemon, so nobody cared. But it's like, it starts to... Because there's a certain point where you start to question the validity of the developer as opposed to, you know... Maybe they're just, you know, creatively nothing else fits. It's like, or they're not really trying. Right. You know, because I really don't think, like, if you look at, you know, one of my big gripes about Sword and Shield was the fact that it essentially looks like they took a 3DS game, upscaled the resolution, and threw it on a, a threw it on a, a home console. Yes, it's a home console, a handheld hybrid. But in the same token, it really doesn't look like, you know, the models look the same. You know, it's like, there's a lot of, arguing back and forth that you can do when it comes to the actual effort put into some of the stuff that they did. Right. Saying all of it, I don't know the system, so I can't speak on that. But um, when it comes to something like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, without even playing the game, simply looking at it, you can see that there was a lot more of like, this is a bit more of a passion project. Like, I think that... You know, even if you look at Arceus, even like a lot of it was getting it up to speed. Right. They were introducing new things by just releasing new games. Yeah. Like if you look at Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon Let's Go did, you know, the automatic experience share that has now become a staple of Pokemon is was introduced to Pokemon Let's Go. Then you look at Pokemon Sword and Shield and Pokemon Sword and Shield started to introduce a bit more of the open, bigger scale. Yeah. It started to introduce, you know, things like less um, random encounters. You could kind of pick and choose your battles a little bit more. Um, you know, they added multiplayer a- aspects to it that yeah. was more than just battling. And then you look at Arceus. Arceus kind of like it took, I feel like. Arceus was kind of what they wanted with Sword and Shield. That's what I think Arceus was. I think they wanted to take that next big, huge step, but was afraid to shake things up that much. Well, so it's interesting. Perfect position for it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting that you said it's like it's a, a 3DS game. Because you could 
Yeah, I could kind of see that because it's like it felt like they wanted to do one more Pokemon on the DS mm-hmm. and then go into something like Arceus. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love Sword and Shield. I think they're great games. Yeah. And that and that's what I mean. Is like, I don't think individually any of the Pokemon games are bad games. Right. I just think once until this point, once you've played one, you've played them all. So it's like if you really, really just are addicted to that gameplay loop, great. That's the perfect game for you. Same thing with Call of Duty. If you're really addicted to the Call of Duty gameplay loop, great. That's the the next Call of Duty is going to be perfect for you. But for all those who haven't really been captivated by that style of gameplay. Yeah. It's now kind of just been like, okay, cool, here we go, another one. So I feel like now, you know, when you start seeing, like, the the ambitiousness of something like Arceus now mixed with a mainline Pokemon game, I feel like it kind of just, like, sparked a level of excitement that hasn't really been there for me personally in a while. I think that's good. It's You can kind of tell in your voice how you're way more excited for this. Yeah, yeah. And that's good. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. So, for my final thoughts, I think that, um, I think there's a lot of technical aspects that I sat there and I, I poured over and I wanted to, I wanted to get into the minutia of it, but, uh, (laughs) I keep saying that I have all this other stuff going on in my life and I feel like, um, the weirdest thing about it is that this new Pokemon has, uh, it has gotten, it is, it's hitting me in a more social and a more, uh, personal level. You know, I grew up with Pokemon. My kids grew up with Pokemon. It's just a little bit different now. Yeah. Like, you know, they started in Pokemon journeys and, you know, it was, it was really weird to see that. And I'm watching these, I'm watching these trailers and my kids are watching these trailers and freaking out. Yeah. (laughs) I'm freaking out. Right. And I've, I'm now moving into Scarlet and Violet with the biggest, uh, friend group. Yeah. To play this game all concurrently. Yeah. So we're having so many people get into this and now, uh, and we could compare our teams and we could, uh, we could play multiplayer now in real time. And, so, I've actually more or less, uh, as as we're moving up to now, just a few hours before release, <laughs> as of the time of recording, right? Um, I was actually surprised thinking about this final segment, uh, how little I learned about this game. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it like that. Mm-hmm. I was. That's my final thought. Is it was is insane to me how little. Like, I've spent, um, because I buy two copies, one for me, one for the wife. Yep. I've spent $120. I have no idea what this game is going to be like, but damn it, that's fine for me. because You have hope. I have mm-hmm. hope. And it's, you know, like, Crimson has not been in this series for, like... Three generations. Yeah, three generations, game. and now he's back. Yeah. That's that's the type of thing that's getting me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that's my final thought is holy shit, it's it's uh it's an experience. It's a social yeah. glue, yeah. yeah. That's that's a very good final thought, and <laughs> I'll end it there as well. That's a really good uh final thought. I like that. 
And with that, uh, this is Last Call. We are Critical Hit. Uh, the beer of the night was Pineapple Creamsicle by Beer Tree Brew. Thank you for having a few with us and uh, riding the hype train to the release of uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. This episode will come out a little bit after the initial release. Um, we will also be going on our break to start our holiday season. Um, you will not hear from us Thursday. I think I'm going to try to get this episode out a little bit sooner. But please subscribe on Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, make sure you get your damn turkeys out. <laughs> Thaw them, brine them, make them good. Uh, you have a lot of people to feed. <laughs> Uh, till then, we will see you next time. Drink hard, play responsibly. I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> we will be the very best. <laughs>